we're here. All right, now we're live. So oh shit, here we yeah. go. This it. The, everyone, I got. You have uh, fans come up to you say, "Hey, why don't you go on Joe Rogan's show? You ever have that? Like, why don't you just invite yourself?" Yeah, yeah. Like yeah the other people, people who are like, "Yeah, why don't you? Why don't you debate Jordan Peterson? Or why don't you?" It's like because I'm literally nobody, and they have no incentive to even acknowledge my existence, let alone risk their careers to collaborate or talk to me in any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I get a kick out of it. Like the, and the main one is a lot of people like, well, why don't you go on Joe Rogan? I say, well, that the answer you have right there yourself, but well, you and so-and-so should collaborate. And I, I don't think people realize that one, <clears throat> even running this level of micro celebrity social media presence. I mean, it, it takes a lot of time. And then two, you're usually concurrently running with a real time job. And because of that, anyone who's kind of notable, they usually have so much going on on their plate that it's like the the. It's not that I don't want to hang out with Terrence Pop, but when him and I actually have time, it's once in a blue moon, and it's like yeah, when our schedules allow for it. So, oh yeah, exactly. Oh, and also usually the the bigger content creator, you have to work around their schedule, mm-hmm. and that that may just not be possible based on time zones or something, and so. And it's it's fine. I think it's interesting is because when you have like when your channel's big and growing, everybody's emailing you. Everyone wants to come on your show. Everyone wants to invite you on their show. Everyone kind of wants to like get some of that momentum rubbed off on them. Mm-hmm. And then once you get like relegated to the you know to the alt tech wasteland, and your channel dies, and you have like this small and shrinking audience. For some reason, nobody cares anymore. Nobody wants See, to hang out with you. I care. I, I, dude, I'd love to have all the alternative because what was it? There was a meme going around and I forgot where it was filmed, but it's a scene from uh, the Joker, but they photoshopped in all like Batman doing the Watusi and all these rejects of society. Everyone's having a good time. So this is like when Facebook kicks you down to the bottom of the feed, but all your friends are there too. And it's like, yeah. I, I don't want to go to heaven because I'd rather play poker with all the cool guys in hell. And the the real intellect, or at least the color and the flavor and the the seasoning, I would say, is on your alt platforms or people that get kicked up. Because I I if I don't know how much you watch TikTok. Unfortunately, it's kind of thrown into my face I, with the alternative. Not platform. at all. It it's so mindless, so wonder bread, so boring that there's nothing of intellect there. You know, like uh, Molyneux, whether you like him or disagree with him or whatever, at least it's different and unique. You certainly are different and unique because you 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 present a compelling or at least logical arguments uh, for sex dolls. Um, and, you know, which is not a not certainly not a popular position or anything like that. That's, but but it's it's intellectually stimulating, even if you happen to disagree. That's not even that, like, big of an important issue to me either. Like, it's. Mm-hmm it's fine it's it's part of like a, a larger kind of uh movement towards male sovereignty and freedom and self-actualization just the rejection of shame and uh guilt and flattery and manipulation that's just mm-hmm. you can't be free if you let people manipulate you and tell you how to live your life and sex will just seem like a it wasn't like i decided one day i was going to be like this great messenger of the of sex dolls it just it just seemed like an obvious solution to an obvious problem it's like when i tell people 
to identify as a masculine presenting transgender lesbian. Oh yeah. Two years ago, that seemed like crazy. Now it seems it it's like just one arc second away from like, yeah, I, I ought to do that. Right. Well, cause there's, there's no downside. You're basically just looking at the landscape and you're finding solutions that, and the, the most important thing is these aren't top down solutions. Everyone wants to recruit you to fight for their little political cause or for this movement. And it's just a giant waste of time and energy. You have to figure out what you can do in your life yourself that you have control over to make your life better. And, you know, deciding to identify as a woman literally solves so many problems in your life. And you don't have to get your penis cut off. You don't have to do anything like that. It's paperwork. Your, it's all paperwork. It's just yeah. administration. Mm -hmm. It's a box. It's a letter on your driver's license. And now you just activated a cheat code for life. And when it comes to sex dolls, it, you know, look, I get sex dolls aren't for everyone. There's you know, there's plenty of different toys out there. I mean, I review other toys. Uh, you know, everyone masturbates. I mean, like we are all we're on the trust tree. We all can admit to this to ourselves. We <laughs> yes. all like we all give ourselves a handshake. Every everybody, everyone might have rubbed one out here or there in their lifetime. Right. Yes. So yeah. like you're you're willing to let a dude give you a hand job. You might as well <laughs> have sex with a piece of plastic. I mean, it's, it just solves the problem and it feels better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, that's but you see, you're not going to get that as long as we don't curse or swear or bring up. I'm, I know I got, yeah. I got you in trouble last time and I'm sorry. I, I haven't you didn't get me in trouble. I put it on BitChute like all my well, to to further my point. I do have a BitChute channel and you're right. His search engine is horrible. It's absolute horseshit. Yeah. Like so. But I do have a BitChute channel um, and all my good stuff is there. You know, because like the really what that I couldn't say in front of my second grade teacher, be it YouTube or whatever the the main main uh, platforms. But I, my my point being, okay, maybe you don't agree, or maybe you find it on, uh, distasteful. But the good shit is not good. At certain, not now, but definitely in the future, as it gets more and more sanitized, it's just going to be this G rated shit. Um, the good shit. Uh, whether it's shocking material or at least different thought is going to have to be relegated to the, to the alternative platform. So because well, advertisers aren't going to pay for anything edgy. There's yeah, there's good material on YouTube. Like if you want to learn about, I don't know, just kind of milk toast, inoffensive content. Like you want to learn how to make something. You want to mm -hmm. learn about farming. You want to learn about hobby maintenance. Crafts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's all on YouTube. And it's monetized because it's inoffensive. Hmm. But if you want to ask, if you want to ask important questions in life, that the answers might offend someone, then you're not going to find that on on any mainstream platform. Simply because the answers might offend someone. It doesn't matter if they're true or not. No one cares if it's true or not. All that matters is if the answer offends someone, you can't say it. And society is more or less built on this kind of polite you know boundaries why is it almost lies is what's built on i'd say but well yeah but unfortunately like if you can't find the answers anywhere else you got to get them somewhere you're going to find them yourself and then I'm, I'm basically like yeah I'm, I'm i'm on the same path you are i'm looking for the answers and i'm reporting what i find and sometimes i'm wrong sometimes i get corrected mm -hmm. sometimes i'm right most of the time i'm right and so that's all it is. And what's crazy is I get so much hate. I like I had people DDoSing me and trying to get me shut, trying to attack. Actually, I had to leave a platform. It was a very small alt tech platform because they're getting DDoSed and cyber attacks so much because of me that and like 
and you're obscure. To... That's the thing. Like you're not, you're not huge. You're not a Tim no. pool or anything like that. I mean, these people must have jack all going on to well, be targeting I, you. The problem is, is I'm saying things nobody else is saying. And the, the truth has a way of clicking. And when the truth threatens you, especially existentially, then it has to be destroyed. It, it doesn't matter what, if I have a million subscribers or if I'm just some guy. If I'm saying a truth that's dangerous to you, I have to be stopped. But but the, my point is, is this this platform, um, they had to keep restoring their website to like an earlier iteration every time they got cyber attacked. Mm. And my account kept getting deleted and I had to keep recreating it and it just kept happening. So I finally just took the hint and stopped doing it because this it, it wasn't this, the platform's fault. They just didn't have the resources to deal with the cyber attacks. Right. So it just, it, it's, it is what it was. What dumb thing is, is I'm not intentionally trying to hurt anyone. I'm just telling people what's up. And the thing is, is like, you don't have to listen to me. You don't have to believe me. But when people hear an uncomfortable truth, they feel like they need to shut that person up rather than just tune them out because they don't want that truth getting out, which is, it doesn't change the truth. Like if you, if I died today, if I died right now, just had a Fat heart Fat chicks would still be ugly. Right. Like yeah. all these things yeah. I tell people about wouldn't change. Everything I'm warning people is going to happen, still going to happen. I'm not causing it. It's like that song that's on the radio about the weatherman where the guy's like, telling the weatherman to change the weather like he wants the weather to be more sunny <laughs> the weatherman doesn't create the weather dipshit the we the weatherman reports the weather and if the weatherman you know if he's, the weatherman's telling you the weather's going to be bad it's not because he hates you and attacking him or writing a letter to him or trying to manipulate him to report the weather differently doesn't actually change the weather but some people they literally think that if somebody speaks the truth somehow it changes reality or or i don't know maybe who knows? Maybe there maybe there's just someone I banned from my server and they're really butthurt because I didn't let them post lollies or furries or something. I, don't know. I uh, I'm starting to come around to I don't know how I'd measure it or assess it, but or if it even qualifies as mental illness, but where uh, a culture, an entire society or an entire nation starts to lose their marbles. Uh, and for lack of a better word, let's just call it they're they're insane. I'm not saying crazy and they're you know, schizophrenic, <clears throat> but they're no longer adhering to reality. And I think you're seeing a lot of increasing signs of this, but one of them is, okay, let's say I listen to um, Black Panther radio. All right. Which mm -hmm. obviously I would disagree, but you'd be surprised how much you kind of do agree uh, with some of the things uh, a Black Panther or, or a Black Power type of, of people would, would claim. Uh, and let's just say, uh, what is it? One is it the, the black Hebrews or black Israelites that claim white people were created by a wizard and their devil oh, yeah, or Yacoub, something like Yacoub. that. Yeah. So Yakub, yeah. Yeah. He's the, he's got the big brain and he, he created the albinoids to, uh, to take over and they overthrew the Negroid kingdoms. And then the albinoids changed the history books to take credit for all the accomplishments of the, the Kangs. Mm-hmm. And it was all Yakub and his, Yacoub. his his science experiments gone sure. wrong. Okay. Well, let's let's run with it. Okay. I got more important shit going on in my life to go DDoS attack a black Hebrew podcaster who's espousing that bullshit. Like, 
I even even uh, the which I find more offensive where I'm the cause of everyone's problems because of the color I was born with and my plumbing downstairs. I am not going to bother. It's absurd. It's a waste of my time. And I'm certainly not going to let it ruin my life. And I'm wondering, what's it like? Where take a, a a truth? I'm trying to think of some that's politically oh, unpopular and makes oh, no, 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 no. Can't, I don't want to get you in trouble. Okay, I'll, I'll break it down. No, because... no, I we we have room here. We, there's just certain key positions we can't well, talk about. So we I don't even we don't even have to talk about a specific position because okay. it's all the same thing. True. So you can actually you can take out all the particularities of this group or that group. Here's what you have. And I break this down. I don't have a name for this theory or what to call it. I'm pretty sure someone else may or may not have come up with this before. This is just how I understand it. So we are wired as hairless monkeys to avoid pain and seek pleasure. And we, we basically yo-yo because obviously when we do things in our short-term self-interest, that causes long-term pain. Like Correct. not exercising and not dieting feels good in the moment, but it causes pain in the long run when you're morbidly obese and your pee-pee is dry. Diabetes, uh, right. Right. Like being lazy hurts, causes more pain in the long run. So mm-hmm. what happens, I'll, I'll use, use obesity as a, a safe kind of uh, example. When it hurts too much to be obese, people will go on a diet. But then they know that diet and exercise hurts. So they'll try to lose as much weight as quickly as possible. So they'll overdo it on the exercise. They'll basically starve themselves. And then they they suffer an injury. And then they give up and go back to being fat. And they're constantly yo-yoing. And the entire express purpose of this yo-yoing type of behavior is they're just trying to avoid pain. When right. A hurts too much, they do B. And then when B starts to hurt too much, they do they go back to A. And they just they're constantly like like rats in a maze, just seeking pleasure and avoiding pain and when you're a loser for lack of a better word and i don't mean that as pejorative i just mean life is a competition there's scarce resources yeah no someone's got a someone gets the cheese someone doesn't uh so at the end of the day there's losers in life and we live in we live in a world where you can people aren't starving to death in the streets people aren't like most the the homeless in Western countries, they're very rarely there because of uh, they were victimized or exploited by some group or some system. They're there because they made bad decisions. Correct. I grew up in Section Eight housing. Everyone in Section Eight housing, none of they all had a story that they were a victim. They didn't have a degree in nuclear engineering. I bet. Well, no, not not mostly. They were single moms. They were single mm-hmm. moms who had kids too young. They were people who had drug problems. Like the reason why they were poor, the reason why they're on welfare, the reason why they were in Section 8 housing were for very obvious reasons that were entirely under their control. Like even let's say you were raped. I mean, it's a horrible, horrible thing to happen. But you didn't have to give birth to the kid. You didn't have to keep the kid. You didn't have to become a single mother. You had all kinds of exit ramps. But 99.999% of the time, these women weren't raped. They just chose to have children, unmarried, young poor and then they're on section eight housing and they just have a laundry list of how it's everyone else's fault but theirs Mm. and you see this everywhere it's not just single moms it's not just poor people it's the black israelites it's the white nationalists it's the black pills in bailout right every single group imaginable and the reason is this at the end of the day when you peel back all the layers here's what it ultimately comes down to when you are a loser you're in pain you're suffering 
but you're suffering for three reasons. You're suffering because you're, you're a loser. Like the actual reality of your situation is one cause of pain and suffering. Then there's the, the, uh, the, the, the shame that you're not doing anything about it and you should be doing something about it. Mm. But your own kind of like seeking of pleasure and avoiding pain is pushing you towards the path of least resistance. And you feel shame for that. And you also feel uh, guilt for causing your problem. Like if you're obese because you ate too much cookies and you didn't die and exercise, that's your fault. But the problem is, so you have three sources of pain. You have the actual source of pain, which is like, for example, if you're fat, it's the, you know, the social ostracization of being obese and ugly, the loneliness, the, you know, blood pressure. Yeah. Right. You know, like it hurts to live when you're morbidly obese, but then you also have the shame and the guilt that it's your fault and you're not doing anything about it. So what people do, the entire purpose of the victim narrative, the entire purpose of coming up with these these like narratives of Yakub and the albinoids or or the this chat whatever I was insert, lied to. I didn't know to major right. in English. They, in, yeah, no. Insert whatever scapegoat group you want to blame for your problems. The reason why people do that is because that allows them to alleviate two out of the three sources of pain. Because even though it doesn't actually make the actual pain go away like you're still fat you're still poor you're still your penis is very dry you're lonely whatever the actual source of the pain is is still present but it alleviates you from the shame and the guilt because now you can blame everything on this group that you've decided is the cause of your suffering and so it externalizes the guilt and the shame and you feel better but the, the the tragic kind of reverse of this is you will fight to the death to preserve your pain because if you if you are told by someone it's your fault get off your ass and do something about it here's how i give you a path out of your pain and suffering in order to take that path you have to admit it is your fault you chose this path all these years of suffering are your fault and that you it, it's like therapy you have to rip that bandage off you have to relive all that pain all this pain and this guilt that you were pushing off and externalizing to protect yourself from you have to let it wash over you in order to pull yourself out of that Pain and suffering and most people don't they can't bear that level of pain and oh, suffering. oh no nowhere near so I'd, what they, well, what, they do, what, let me let me add one thing real quick it also excuses you from all the future pain and responsibility of getting yourself out of that situation exactly because yeah. you're a victim you're a victim yeah. so it's hopeless there's no reason for you to get up and get a job because whatever the the patriarchy would take it from the you patriarchy like the white right? man the jews whatever your scapegoat group is that's keeping mm-hmm. you down it's no use struggling. It's no use trying because this group is keeping you down. This this demographic is keeping you down. So you can just give up and in and you're still in this horrible condition. You're still suffering. You're still in pain, but you don't have to feel any guilt or shame about it. And then you could transmute your guilt and your shame into anger towards the external group. And then when someone comes around and tries to help you, like not tell you what you want to hear, not play into your fantasies, but actually offers you a hand to help you out of that situation to tangibly improve your life. You will attack them with every fiber of your being because they're they're threatening this little narrative you've crafted for yourself to protect yourself from the shame and the guilt of what you've done to your life. And the responsibility. Well, that's well, that responsibility is that's what being an adult is. The difference between an adult and a child is an adult is responsible. So yes, it's, but that's, that's the only problem. 
So like when you, you, you talked about the black na- Israelites, we could talk about the in the black pilled incels. We could talk about the white nationalists who blame Jews. We could talk about the Black Lives Matter who blame systemic racism. I'll go old talk- school on you. I'll go old school on you. The fat, dumb, blue collar worker who always blamed the corporations or the white collar. That's going back way into the olden days. But yes, there's always it's an old, excuse. Yep. It's, it's, it's just one problem. It like it, it's a one it's one problem with a million faces, hmm. but it's always when you peel back the onion, when you push the mask off, it's just the same problem. It's I I'm you're suffering. lazy. That's what it is. Well, I always say it, it's laziness is the cause of well, all problems. It's yes. But the thing is, it can snowball. Like, for example, let's say you genuinely listen like to this thing I just said for over the last couple of minutes. You take hmm. it on board. You realize Okay, I'm, I'm morbidly, again, using fat people as a safe example to not ruffle too many feathers. For now, for now. So you decide, okay, I'm going to take this on board. I'm going to start exercising. I'm going to start losing weight. I'm going to, you know, accept that responsibility. It's incredibly painful. And you may, like, your body may have deteriorated to a point where it, it may not, it, not like it wouldn't be too late. Like, it, it's never too late. I've seen people who've suffered a mild heart attack and then found the willpower to put down the cookie and pick up a salad and, and lost a hundred pounds uh, like you know within a year. So it it's never too late, but just people are uh people are largely a product of habit. So they have these years and years and years of bad habits. And no matter there's and there's there's videos about this, there's documented clinical evidence of this. Willpower like we we talk about people are lazy or they don't have the willpower that's true but the problem is is you can't just turn off habits like a light switch like like, habits like wired have- in your in your brain kind of unconsciously or like biophysiological it's not a conscious choice well it's 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 an it's like an addiction you know you can't if someone is addicted to like heroin or cocaine or some really hard drug you can't just expect them hey Turn your life around, buddy. Mm. Stop injecting yourself with drugs and sucking dicks for crack money. Like he, he, he probably knows that you're right. He needs to stop sucking dicks for crack, but he's addicted. That's what rehab is for. That's what therapy is for. That's why there's a, uh, you know, a, a step. That's like a. That's why there's programs like Alcoholics Anonymous because people. It's not that they're lazy. It's that. They they're not fully in control of their own thoughts, their own mind and their own bodies, especially after years and years of bad habits. Mm -hmm. And they need support and they need direction and they need help. Uh, And our society is geared to enabling their addictions, because especially now with identity politics, there are groups which want you to fall into these. these Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because then they can use you for their little movement to try to get more welfare or try to get more power or just to get elected or, to, or yeah. Right. Government so funding. Sure. Right. So it's, it's kind of like feminism. Like, you know, we, in the manosphere, well, the more benevolent kind of, uh, the people who offer an olive branch to women, like, Hey women, uh, you know, being a, a blue haired lesbian, isn't going to make you happy. You're going to be miserable. You're choosing a career over a family. You're going to feel unfulfilled and miserable. You know, here's all, all these statistics, right. And you offer this olive branch to women. They always swat it out of your hand. Mm. Uh, and it's because even if, yeah, sure. Maybe the older women might know you're right, but it's too late for them. They can't go back in time and make themselves. And I, oh, young and by and that time, they're, they're too ego invested that they'll double down. I think after a while, pride and you can't admit that you wasted your entire life. Yeah, it's it's a inevitably 
Yeah, it, it's, it's sunk, a, so uh, right. for the old for the older feminism, for the, for the older feminism, the older feminists have a sunk cost fallacy. And since they can't turn the clock back anyway, doubling down on far left anti male bullcrap is just that's all they have. Mm-hmm. They don't have any more cards to play. And the younger feminists, uh, they're being fed a complete line of bullcrap. So by the time they realize it was bullcrap, they're already in their late 30s, early 40s. They're not as fertile. They're, they're going to have downy babies. They had a mile of cock run through them and no one wants to marry them. So you you reach out to the people you can help knowing most 99% of them aren't going to listen to you. And the reason why is because the society, this is kind of the weird, they're not altogether, it's not about not a matter of laziness. Our society is enabling people to destroy their lives in order to fashion them for identity politics in order to push a political narrative and, and power just and, sell them stuff too i mean just you know well like, yeah like no. so again they're not they're not looking out for you they don't give a crap about you like these corporations that are like pandering to you know wokeness they they and this is this is an open secret like it's gonna be pride month in like a, a, a week all right so everyone <laughs> Everyone's it's going to come out. out. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Right. So er- everyone's going to put a rainbow logo on their on their thing. Everyone's going to dance around in bondage gear and wave their boner at kids. Uh, so, however, these companies don't give one iota of a shit about gay people or the LGBT community. Gay rights. Yeah. Trans they don't care. Right. And, you nope. be, and you know this because July but, 1st, it all goes away. But it's here's just, the yeah, but here's the thing. Can you blame them? Because that's what I'm running into. Well, I've, ran, I've seen this for quite some time. Okay, let's say you're gay, all right? Well, that's the way you are. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it really isn't a choice. I do have gay friends. Uh, but if that's right. all you got for pride, and that's like your identity because you didn't do anything else with your life. Uh, man, that that's it. That's your month. And if anyone like happens to criticize you still you just being, eh, whatever you actually take offense to it. And, but the, and what I was going to get to is the amount, the, the mental energy that has to go into keeping up this apparatus of a lie, uh, that you're oppressed or that you have value through traits or that you're powerless uh, or that you can't lose weight again, using the book, bo- right. the boogeyman as the empirical world. I mean, the internet <clears throat> marketers, politicians will all tell you going back to big is beautiful. Big is beautiful. But the lies you got to tell yourself after a while have got to take a mental toll. And then your ultimate price. And this is where I'm at. I think having a conversation like this actually is of benefit to what would be considered our political or ideological enemies was like, we're trying to stop you guys from living this miserable life. And if you don't stop living a miserable life and never what's going to happen is you will have wasted your life. And the, the pinnacle example I could see more recently, they came out with a poll where one in five zoomers claim that they weren't straight. I don't LBG just just not straight. And the, the, let me, I'll finish it, but, to show okay. you how damaging this can be, okay, people were lying to you, primarily your teachers, about your your uh, gender or your sexual preference, all right? And you're now doing it to be popular or you're doing it to be edgy or you think it's going to curry favor socially or politically or whatever. But if you sleep with people that you're not actually physically – like that's not the sex you're attracted to, you are going to fuck up your mentality. All because of 
because you just didn't want what become an accountant, work it hard, develop value and meaning and purpose of life. And so you took value in your traits. And so you live this lie. I mean, I can't imagine the mental damage you're causing yourself. Well, and, you you're it's not that bad. OK, so let me explain what's going on. This is in, in the left is notorious for this, but the right does it, too. It's just a political trick. It's I call it word games for sophistry. It's right. where they it's where they redefine words in order to make a point, but they're they can't make the point in reality, so they just change the definition of words. I'll give you one example uh, that I used in a video way back in the day. So you may have heard a couple of years back that one in three women were experiencing rape in college. There was a rape epidemic in college. Well, that and, was going on when I was yeah back in the nineties, right? Right, right. So one in three, they were saying one in three women were being raped in college. But then we we looked into it. It was like one in 93 women were raped Mm -hmm. in college. So how do they get from one in 93 to one in three? It's really simple. They conflated rape with sexual assault. And sexual assault could be something as as little as like you patting the butt or something. You pat their butt or you you touch their nipple with your elbow as you're you're. Pushing past them on the bus or something, any any kind of touching, any kind of unwanted touching uh, towards any kind of erogenous zone is sexual assault. So when you think rape, you're thinking like knife to your throat. No joke. Yeah. Hunt the guys down. Get a posse. Let's get them. Yeah. Not somebody brushing past you on the bus and touching your nipple with their elbow. Mm. Uh, Anyway, so they conflated rape with sexual assault. Then they additionally expanded sexual assault to include nonverbal sexual assault. Or a non-physical sexual assault. Now, what the hell is non-physical sexual assault? This is being called a sexual slur, like calling someone a slut or a whore, which women do to each other. Yes. In fact, (laughs) women do it to each other more than men do it to women. Like they did a a survey to find out who was harassing women on the Internet. It was other women. The the men harassing women on the Internet is bullcrap. Men harass men. And women harass women, but they they claim there's this big epidemic of women being harassed, and it's by other women. But they they leave that part out because right, so a, that's, that's how they got to one in three. That's how they got to one in three. And this right. whole like, uh, you know, sixty percent of Zoomers, whatever the statistic is, aren't straight. That's because, and you may have forgotten this. They changed the definition. They well, it's not just that. Like, so you you used to be. If you like, if you were, if you had a penis and you liked humans with vaginas, you were straight. If you had a penis and you like humans with penises, you were gay. And that was it. It was, it was a binary. You either mm-hmm. like vaginas or penises. Well, now you have infinite genders. So let's say you like, you still like vaginas, but you like tomboys. You like girls who like to fix cars and go hiking. Uh, who aren't? I do like girls who fix cars and go hiking. Yes, yes. What am I now? Right. What am I? You're, you're not straight. I'm tomboy sexual. No, because okay. Again, this, I didn't. I, I know. Rules. I know. I'm joking. I'm there, joking. There's a yeah. there's a spectrum. So you have on the all. So basically, let's because you're a guy. You're a penis bearer. So as a penis bearer, on those you have you have straight on one extreme and you have gay on the other extreme. So if you're a penis bearer and you like very macho dudes, like you're into burly men uh, with their thick veiny cocks, well, you're mm. on this side of the spectrum. And if you like uh, feminine women like ultra feminine women who just they're just the epitome of femininity, mm. then you're on this side of the spectrum and anything in between is something other than gay straight or straight or gay. Okay. You have this, you have this okay. spectrum. So if you're in the tomboys, if you're in the girls who are into outdoor stuff, who don't wear makeup, who have short hair, who like to get dirty and fix cars and play sports, you're not straight because to be straight, you have to be only, only into feminine women. Right. So by playing these word games and by, vastly expanding 
sexuality because that's why it's LGBTQ plus. They just stopped adding letters after a while because it now was it's getting just, ridiculous. It's, yes, it's, it has to be like LGBTQ in like with the the sideways eight infinity symbol. That's mm. what it happened because this is infinite. So the fact that sixty percent of Zoomers say that they're not straight, what that means is forty percent of Zoomers are basically just not playing the game, and the the sixty percent are just indulging the game. They're being honest because obviously not everybody's into super feminine women who wear makeup right. and do the, the stereotypical feminine thing. It doesn't mean you want to suck dick. It doesn't mean you want a dick in your butt. It just means that you're, you're not into traditional feminine women. But according to the latest, greatest uh, expansion and redefinition of whatever in order to advance, a, it, and it's all comes down to politics and money and power. They are just confusing these issues to try to make a point. It, you saw this with the women, a rape epidemic in college. That was bull crap. And it's, oh, all the Zoomers are gay. All the Zoomers are trained. Well, okay, but but, but the point crap. still, the larger point I was making, which uh, that that example aside, is people who are making wrong choices in life that are not based in reality, who mm. out of fear of pain or toil or work, or I would say laziness, uh, which one and the same thing. They will go to great lengths and great cognitive dissonance to come up with an excuse as to why they shouldn't have to essentially work or endure pain to improve their lives. But they're also and, being given it. They're they're not. They don't have to come up with it themselves. Society is hand gift. They're gift wrapping one for them, saying, "Oh wait, you don't have to work hard here. Just blame these people." And and then they tell them, "Just join our group." Join our group and we'll fight for your right to not have to work or feel pain. And then you can blame these people for any pain you felt. And you have to think how incredibly attractive that is. Again, imagine let's use let's use fat people. The younger people too, yes. So imagine somebody came up to you and said that it's not your fault that you're fat. Uh, McDonald's puts chemicals in their McNuggets that make them addicting. And big gym is uh they put water in the drinking fountains to to to, to make you in pain. And so big Jim is out to get you and big McDonald's is trying to poison you. And it's all their fault that you're fat. So you shouldn't feel any shame or guilt for your body. In fact, uh, we we're starting a big is beautiful body positivity movement. And we're going to get McDonald's and big Jim, and we're going to make them pay because we need reparations and, and we need uh, like, we're, whatever we're acceptance right. uh, handouts so, lower standards right right so it's it's not just that they're lazy it's not just that they're weak it's not just that they're npcs it's that society is not just enabling them like you see what's going on with the, the child grooming where you have the entire system actively brainwashing and recruiting and grooming young people into these identities which ruined their life and only further a uh, political cause. And that political cause is there's a lot on the line. Like, so I, you can't, you can't, again, just like you can't just wave your hand at people be like, like, especially when it comes to drug addicts or people like that, like who've been groomed their whole life and conditioned to make poor decisions. You can't just wave your finger at them and tell them to stop being lazy because they you have years and years of bad habits and entrenched victim narratives and psychology and grooming and social so structures too i'd imagine like if you let's say you're on i don't know uh team uh team uh white nationalist and then all of a sudden you have a jewish friend you know you're right. you're you're going to lose and get ostracized from your support network 
Yeah, well, because they're they, basically it, it's really funny. It, it's essentially whatever group has more money than me is oppressing me. So it, there's no amazing how that works. It, it's well, because that's all it, that's all it really ultimately comes down right, to. Right. So it's but the point is, is like that's that's the only problem we have. That's it's just that problem. And it just has different faces on it and different groups. It's it's it's. You know, it's like a Mad Lib. You can fill in the blanks with whatever group you're trying to pander to and whatever scapegoat you're trying to blame. But ultimately, that's the only problem that's happening. All this pro all this identity politics, feminism, this nationalism, that nationalism. It's all just people who are being recruited and groomed to be dependent on an identity and a system. And they offer they offer something tangible. They offer a a narrative that allows you to alleviate your own pain and suffering from mm -hmm. you being not getting everything you want. And the only cure for this is to do some soul searching and confront your kind of, you know, calling them inner demons is a little bit hyperbolic, but you have to confront the, the mistakes and the choices you made that caused your pain and suffering and stop externalizing them. And you have to take responsibility. And this used to be called becoming an adult, right? This is something adults did. And now because we have these political groups, it's it ultimately, if you want to really put a pin in it, it's the welfare state because the welfare state enables people to never grow up. It's like, it's like Peter Pan. You can just sit on welfare and never have to really get a job. You have, you have women who just look for a baby's daddy to get, get child support and alimony and welfare. So they don't have to work. People just have these options that they don't, they find a way to not work because work is hard. Work, work is suffering. So they find a way if they ruin their life of trying to avoid the pain and suffering right. going Ex to work. Exactly. And that's see, and I going up to group X and saying the thing you're doing or the thing you're believing in is the cause of all your pain and suffering and all that. You're not going to make any headway with that. What no. I'm trying to do here, and then we're going to get to the optimistic side of things, because that's why I brought you on, because you did have a, a very uh, uh, interesting insight okay. for whatever group it happens. People who politically disagree with me, whatever right. category you fall into, feminists, minority oppression, um, <clears throat> you're poor and it's the evil corporate, whatever. How's it working for you? Like, are we coming up on now the fourth generation of feminists? Uh, we're getting to the point that big is beautiful. Anyone really believe is 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 this is this the life you want to leave uh, lead? Is, is this the life you want to live? Do we have enough data points? Have you looked at your elder sisters? In some cases, your mothers, uh, your fathers who have lived this life. Are you happy? And does it look like it's going to be happy? Like there's any kind of ha or contentment or how long? How many more generations of of do we have to have of black poverty? Or more recently, you're talking about American Indians. Where they're even worse off than 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 uh, uh, the black community, <clears throat> and here me and TFM, we're trying to help you. We're trying to like, hey, take the ho ho out of your mouth, give you an apple or something like that. That's we're what we're trying. You, so we're telling we're you, telling the you truth. what you need to hear rather than right. what you want to hear. Right. So, but if they don't wake up and take responsibility and agency and their lives into their own hands and make tangible changes towards improving their own life, either because the promises of an alternative narrative are too sweet or they're too afraid of you know, like avoiding pain. I would say laziness, avoiding toil. <clears throat> Same thing. Your life is guaranteed to be miserable. 
And well, so it, that that's kind of the olive branch I'm trying to give to him because I think that's about the only way to really get through. But I have absolutely no hopes that it's going to be enough to undo all the the indoctrination and programming they got. It's it, it not only can it can't. So we're basically out of time. Uh, so again, a lot of these identity politics, it was designed to basically get part of that welfare pie. There's a finite amount of free gibs that go around. Everybody wants a slice. That pie is gone. We are out of money. Um, we we basically we started out spending all of our savings, and then yeah. after that we started borrowing money, and after that we started printing printing money. it. Right now we're at the point where we have the worst inflation in U.S. history. We are causing a famine and food riots uh, like the Middle East, the, the countries that are most dependent on food imports. They're already rioting. Um, Kazakhstan overthrew their government. Sri Lanka is probably going to overthrow their government in, in, you know, very soon. That's just the first two. It's not going to end with Sri Lanka and Kazakhstan. And, and we're going to see gas prices go up. We're going to see food. We're going to see empty shelves. It's there's no more. There's no more welfare. We, we already spent all our savings. We already borrowed all the money we could. And we've already been printing this money. Uh, and now we have horrible inflation. There's no other way out of this. The welfare state will go away, period. So it's over. So th this is your heart attack warning. If you don't pull your head out of your ass, you're going to die. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is no one wants to hear that. So at this point, you just walk away because at this point, it's a self-correcting problem. When the welfare state collapses, and it will, and, this, and we're not talking to like back in the 50s where Ronald Reagan was warning the boomers who were like our age uh, <laughs> that your, your children and grandchildren are going to go to a thousand years of darkness. Yeah. Fast forward, you know, 70 years. Here we are. Here we we are, are the children and grandchildren. Uh, and the welfare state is bankrupt. And we, we already have inflation. We, and now we're having we have stagflation. So we, we have what we have is I know people focus on money. I think money just confuses things, but we have a production crisis. We're not producing anything. When when we say the money runs out of the welfare state, well, we could just print off more money. So the money technically never runs out. It's what is that money going to buy you? And well, we have a production crisis. We don't produce anything. Well, and that's actually why the war in Ukraine is happening. That's why NATO is pushing into Asia. Because the only way we can keep this going, because basically the government is trying to make it to Friday. Like when you are broke and you're basically paying off credit cards with credit cards and you're borrowing money from friends and family, mm. and you're just like trying to hustle. You know this is going to end, but you just want to make it till Friday. You want to make it one more week before your credit cards get cut up. And so our, the only way we can keep this, this charade going any longer is we have to externalize our inflation. We have to push it onto third world countries. And the only way we do that is by forcing people into our little little hegemony. Mm -hmm. And that's what Ukraine is about. That's what NATO expands. There's no reason for NATO to exist after the end of the Cold War. And yet it's been expanding and expanding. Well, and yeah, I don't, I, I don't it, it, we, we've gone over it. And I don't mean to bore people with world reserve currency economics and, and international war and all that. But I, the, getting back to domestic side of things uh, and, and focusing on the, the existential. But, but my point is, my stuff. point is it's over. Over. Like we can't print money anymore. We're, we're already in the middle of horrible inflation and people like I, I follow the financial, you know, in, you know, I, I listen to people. They're all talking about how the, the Fed needs to stop tightening rates. The Fed needs to stop. <laughs> but like what part of inflation if the Fed goes back to zero percent rates, if the Fed goes back to quantitative easing in order to stimulate the economy, inflation is going to go vertical like you thought 
you, you think $8 gallon gas? Oh yeah. 10% a year is bad. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. We're, we're going to go, yeah. we're going to go full Weimar Republic Germany. If we do not get the debt under control, or we're going to have a monetary reset, which is just that, that you saw this in Zimbabwe. You saw this in all these failed States where mm-hmm. their currency, basically they replaced their currency with a new currency, but they, one of two things happen. Either they just, drop some zeros off the new currency, but it has the same right. inflation as the old currency, or they basically go full totalitarian, seize people's property in order to back the new currency. And you mm. just go full, full fascism at that point. Well, see, that's and that's only that's, two ways this ends. That's, but see, this is why I wanted to have you on because there is a huge silver lining. And the more and more I thought about it, I realized that uh, there is, we have to point this out to our respective audiences, but anyone who's interested in listening, but you said, and I think it's your last podcast, at least the one on BitChute, you, you were talking about, look, I'm, you're, uh, you are trying to have a plan B uh, to live in a place that was going to be Singapore, but that uh, you didn't have enough time for that and it's too expensive. Then you were looking at Alaska, and so maybe that's still on the table. I don't want to inquire about your personal plans. And then like Florida was a plan C just in case, uh, which I have my own reservations about before you do it, please talk to me. But then you pointed out like, look, all this bad crap is happening. All this bad shit is going on. People are legitimately mentally ill in this country <clears throat> and there's inflation and all that. But then you said, but wasn't it a nice day out today? Right. And there ha- for this has been going on at least in our sphere for a minimum 10 years. I've been around for just shy of uh, 20, uh, two years from now I'll be, blogging podcasting interneting for 20 years and i've been warning people about this uh even predating my book enjoyed the decline and i don't know about you but i gotta imagine we've been at this for about a decade we've had our audience members tune in and i'm praying to god they did what we said for them to do because when you said look i have this backup thing i bought um iodine pill i got all the like prepping uh, in mm-hmm. terms of like actual survival and prepper, but you had a plan, find a community. Halsey got, uh, uh, he belongs to his, his tribe community. Um, <clears throat> everyone, I think, at least on our team, has been uh, getting an insurance policy on this kind of thing. And in my own personal case, like I got everything I kind of need, uh, including like several years of food if, it, if push comes to shove. I'm getting solar panels installed. And it once you get to that, once you become very focused on yourself and you become self-sustaining, all this bullshit goes away because you'll live. And I think once you get to that point, and I'm kind of hoping a lot of people in our audience is like, yeah, like <clears throat> I know this guy. I won't mention his name. Um, we'll just say he has little children and he enslaves them to make me jam every year. So the little kids go and pick out of their garden. Some various mm-hmm. fruits and the mom and they make and he enslaves the children to make me jam and they send me some jam every year. Uh, he on my advice uh, picked up several trades. Um, <clears throat> I think he even built the house. And I'm thinking like, OK, so all this craziness, the zoo and the circus is going on. But if you've played your cards right, if you didn't have kids, even if you got your act together and made wise investments and kind of tangible assets and everything or hedged against things like you do with your commodities and your rotation investing, mm-hmm. it's kind of our time. Not to say that we should be dancing on the, the embers of, uh, of a collapsed society, but I've caught nothing. This is where I'm going to now 
not be nice anymore to people generally on the left, but I'll call them delusional. Where not only am I kind of taken care of, like I don't worry about stuff because I made the correct investments. I made the right preparations. Also psychologically, philosophically, like, yeah, it is a beautiful day. I'm going to go hike. I'm going to do this. Uh, I'm enjoying seeing my enemies be miserable and suffer and have absolutely no life craft or, or life raft. It is right. interesting to watch these people that hated me on the Titanic call me every possible name possible. And, oh, Noah, you're foolish building this ark. And now here comes the rain. And I'm just rolling away nice and slow. like. And I can't lie. That's an added benefit of joy. I call it the only the best show on, on earth. Watching this collapse. Because this society, not to sound too uh, oh, woe is me, but this society in the United States hasn't exactly been the friendliest, starting from ze age zero. And I'm kind of enjoying watching it collapse now. And also, I would say for those of you who did pre prepare, who didn't make stupid purchases, who, uh, uh, whatever, found your community, found uh, family and belonging and friends and camaraderie, you guys are winning. And even though, yeah, okay, gas prices have gone up, uh, the electricity bill goes up, whatever else like that, you should, of all the people, we should be pretty well inoculated against this against uh, compared to all others. So certainly there's going to be pain. So you're going to have to pay more. But would you rather be these other people with their fucking women's studies degree and still bitching and whining for a bailout living in a city center? And so yeah. you're, the optimism you brought in, I think that that should be highlighted. A, a little bit and brought to the uh, the forefront. Uh, so you make a good point. I think what's interesting is because you're still you're still here making content, talking to people, trying to help them, which means it, for that kind of tells me for, for a price. Well, well, well. I guess I get that maybe that's what separates us. So I don't take any joy in seeing the suffering. That's it, it saddens me, mm -hmm. uh, but I can't save people who don't want to be saved. I can only like I can hold my hand out, and but when they slap my hand away and call me a boomer, I just shrug and I offer my hand to someone else, mm -hmm. and it saddens me that that person who slapped my hand away is going to meet a bad end. Uh, but you, even though they hate you, in all likelihood they hate you. Oh well, but they can't hurt. They can't hurt me. So you right. can hate me all the time. They're so I'll give you. I'll tell you some stories. There's like a story. And there's a poem. I'm going to butcher it. So there's a story I, I like to say where when I was a kid. They had this special ed class in like a portable building at my school. And I would peek my head in to see what the retards were up to. And uh, <laughs> one of them was there. That's why this is going to end up on bit shoot. There well, we go. one of them had okay, I'm um, mentally, mentally impaired, men mentally different. I don't know. So mentally one able. of these one, one of these guys had like Down syndrome, Tourette's. He, he would come out furious, like cussing me out. And I thought it was hilarious to see this guy burst out of this door cussing at me at the top of his lungs. It just, it was funny to me. Uh, but also, so when people hate me, I just picture that special needs, a differently abled child cussing at me and, and getting angry at me. And it just, it makes me, it makes me laugh. But with regards to helping people, uh, there's a poem or a story. I don't know. It, it's about uh, a boy was walking along the beach and like basically the tide had come in and it had washed a whole bunch of starfish onto the beach. And so he was picking up the starfish and flinging them back into the ocean before they died. And so he's sitting there picking up a starfish and like flinging it like a Frisbee into the ocean, picking mm -hmm. up another starfish and flinging it in. And then an old man saw him like, you know, you can't make a difference. There's hundreds of starfish along this beach. 
you're never going to be able to make a difference. These starfish are all going to die, you know, in a few minutes. So what difference are you making? And he picked another, up another starfish. He flung in the ocean and he said, I made a difference to that one. Mm. So right. that's, and I, I, that's I, all you can do. But that starfish through through the, the uh, parable, the individuals choosing what was receptive to that message. What would be a more modern version of this? Every time the guy tried to pick up a starfish, it would snap at him and call him as whatever, a sexist or a racist. And that's where my contempt uh, for society and my misanthropy, genuine misanthropy, I'll admit it. I don't like humans, at least in, in Western culture. But you just move but, on. Well, you, no, you I, I know, I, I know, and move on. But here's where where it's interesting. You feel sorry for them, where I'm rejoicing. Uh, See, in I these I, I call them evil because I don't know how else to describe them. They hate my guts. I didn't do anything to them. They blame me for all their problems. Whatever group it might happen to be, deep down inside, I think they do know. Like big is not beautiful. You got to get off your ass. And the reason you're poor is because you had seven kids you couldn't afford. Okay, fine, but sit there and be quiet. Don't come out and blame people more successful than you or people who simply didn't make the bad choices that you did for your problem. And then if someone like, I mean, I'll, I'll give you another example where just, you know, and, and certainly this is a choice. I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I just find it fascinating our different opinions on, on, on society. So the menu is written for women as well, right? And you read it and there's a section on women and it is dedicated to be in the best interest of women at the here and now. I'm not saying long term, but this is what absent men. Here's the best thing. Do you know what kind of flack and hate I've gotten from gals trying to market this to them? And this is even kind of their cup of tea. And I'm like, fuck you, bitch. Like what? These are not people that that know me. I'm trying to give them money for advertising. I'm trying to give them actually a book that I think would be somewhat helpful. And it's just immediate hate. It's just immediate hate. Mm -hmm. And I, this reminds me way too much of like grade school and middle school and to a lesser extent high school where it's like, you know what? You guys are a bunch of fucking assholes because you can be a bunch of fucking assholes. And so that's and now more modernly, it's, hey, eat your fruits and vegetables. Fuck you, fattest or ableist or something like that. It's like, OK, I'm done. Like, I hope. I hope you end up like the what's her name, um, Cat Susan or whatever her name was. Uh, I hope you stay poor and in student. Hey, get your ma master's degree. Yeah, you you just need a master's in journalism. Then people would take you seriously. These people in the past hate us and they hate us today and treat us like shit. So now I'm kind of like, ah, all right, but good me. for you. So okay, you have to. You have to. Uh, this is going to kind of be take a, a little bit of a leap. Okay. But so uh, there is, are you familiar, you know, there's like a TV show called My 700 Pound Life. Yeah, I've heard and, about, yeah, okay. Right, so I, I don't watch TV, but someone made a video about this. And it was a video about this woman who was basically lying and she was sneaking food. And, she, and then she was blaming her boyfriend for her not losing weight. And so her boyfriend is, just doesn't know what to do. He's, he's like dating this manatee, just trying to, you know get his penis touched once in a while the poor poor bastard but anyway she goes to the doctor so he, she has to meet with this doctor uh once a month and he, he comes in and he's like this kind of just this guy he just like he just calls it like it is obviously he cares because he's a doctor who chose to specialize in weight loss he obviously has compassion to people like the hippocratic but, oath right but, but but he goes there and this woman is like lying to his face uh blaming everyone but herself 
And he's like, you know, the scale isn't lying. You shouldn't lie either. And he's just calling her on her bullshit and just being honest with her. And then when 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 they get angry with him, he's just like, you know what? Why are you even here? Why don't you just go? go you're going to die. Uh, I'm trying to help you. But if you don't want my help, just leave. But he doesn't get angry. He, he doesn't, like, hate them. He doesn't wish them ill will. He's genuinely trying to help them. But he's just not putting up with their bullshit. He's not letting them get to him. Uh, and that's kind of where I am. And so you've gone I, beyond the hatred. And I mean, cause your book, the way of monkey book, which I have linked down below. It it's really, it's the modern day Marcus Aurelius for 2022. You're, you're oh, saying okay. don't even let him bother you that much. Well, no, you need, okay. You need to see, you need to look beyond. So they, this is going to sound cliche, but they, they actually hate themselves. And I'll give you an example. So like, the black people who hate white people and blame white people for everything and, you know, the Yakub, they wish they were white. They secretly want to be had the money. Perhaps. No, they 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 actually want to be white. They want they wanted this because, color skin for even though it doesn't the reason. Well, let, let's break it down. All right. The reason why Yakub and the we was Kangs, the reason why that's a thing is because black people, these black people specifically are ashamed of their heritage. They see people in Africa you know, with AIDS and, you know, they're still wearing animal skins and shucking spears and taken over real easy by the Europeans. Well, yeah, almost, yeah. not all of them. Like they, they Zulus, they, they really they, stuff up. But, you ever see Zulu, the movie? I, I, no, well, but the thing is, is this, anyway, the point is, is Africa's right. a rough place right. and you know, they, they were technologically backwards and they were, you know, they were colonized. And the problem is they don't have any pride in their heritage the way like a european or an asian might have pride in their heritage because you look at the history of china or europe like there's a lot of there's a proud history sure, there. there's there's but, an alexander the great or somebody in there right even yeah. india i mean they poop in the street and they, they still built a, a world-renowned civilization then you go to africa and they're living in a hut uh you know giving aids to each other and so the problem is they're ashamed of their heritage and they live in the West. They recognize the West. Like I use this example. If there was slavery, like let's say white people were enslaved and they were enslaved, like in, in Muslim areas, they were enslaved. As soon as they were freed, they got the hell out of there, went back to Europe. They went like when they were enslaved by the Ottomans, they would flee the Ottomans and go West to the Christ, the, the Christian lands of Europe Greece uh, to get away from the Ottomans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But keep in mind when the Africans were freed, they didn't go back to Africa. Even after they were freed from slavery, they recognized that not going back to Africa was in their best interest mm -hmm. because Africa sucks and they know it sucks. And they know like and I know it's been whitewashed from history, but the Africans, it's not like white colonists went into Africa to hunt down black people and put them in chains and bring them back to the boats. They were being sold by other black tribes who had enslaved them. So it was blacks enslaving blacks and selling them to white people as a commodity. Um, the white people didn't go into Africa to go round up black people, but all this is whitewashed because it defeat the victim narrative once again. But these these black nationalists who you know we was Kangs and and we're the real Israelites. The reason why they're appropriating history, the reason why they want you know Sh William Shakespeare to be black and and they want George Washington to be black and they want everyone to be black is because they don't want to be black. They wish they weren't black. They wish they could be proud of their heritage. They wish they could be they want to be part of the mainstream but they can't they recognize themselves as in a minority and it just it eats them alive so there this is you see this everywhere again it's all one problem it's one problem with a thousand faces these anti-white racist black nationalists they wish they were white 
these anti-male feminists who hate men and want to cut their penis off, they wish they were men. They envy men for what they can do and their inherent superiority, and they're resentful of being women, being inferior. To definitely men. gonna have to go on bitch shoot now. We're definitely gonna have to go. On but bitch look, but no, but okay. I uh, your point. I, continue the reason, on. Sorry, yeah. the reason why I'm saying I know I'm sorry. I got off the fat. We should have stuck with fat people. Yeah, well, you're we, right. We should start with some safe. Okay, we see this with yeah. fat. We see this with fat people. Fat people claim to hate. Like, oh, I work with this girl, and she's so skinny and beautiful. I just hate her. No, you don't. You wish you were her. That makes you more would... sense. Okay, all right, I can so see it's, that. It's but it's just that it's the fat person who's envious of their skinny coworker, but it's just a different face. It's races so... being envious of if they they take they take their envy and resentfulness and they turn into hatred, but. They really hate themselves because they're, they know they're not really being victimized. They just hate themselves and they're turning their envy into hatred. So being so we should feel uh, sympathetic because they can't control it or uh, because your argument was, was leading towards why I have a contempt and hatred for most of Western civilization, most Americans. Well, you are at a understanding and forgiving or maybe not forgiving, but at well, least an understanding and moving on stage. You should, you should recognize your common humanity and that, you know, maybe they were dealt a bad hand. Maybe they were brainwashed or groomed. They were, you know, like, cause there are powerful social forces at True. work yeah. to push yeah. people into these identity politics camps. So it, it's not their fault. Like if you're born disabled, and you're on welfare and you become a Marxist because you need welfare to live. That's completely rational for you to be a Marxist. I still oppose you because I want to be free and I like keeping my stuff, but I don't hate you for doing what's rational and in your self-interest, given your circumstances. I, and I recognize that we're all just, we're all just a bunch of monkeys trying to get a banana. That's, that's all that's going on. We're all a bunch of hairless monkeys. We all want a banana. And there's those not banana. There's not enough bananas to go around. Uh, some someone gets the banana and someone doesn't. And we we try to shield ourselves from the pain of the competition that is life by telling ourselves stories and projecting our self loathing onto others. And you need to protect yourself from this. You need to seek out. You know, you need to find a way to navigate this in your personal life and help you can. But the people who are suffering and are going to die, frankly, when all this stuff comes to a head, mm -hmm. they are. They're the victims of their own mistakes, but they're still human beings. Like there's a there's a, a chapter in the Tao Te Ching which talks about when you have to go to war because Taoists aren't pacifists. But when you have to go to war, you should you should be remorseful. Like it it should not be a time to celebrate. Yeah, no, it should be like an abortion. You shouldn't be like celebrating it. Yeah, you shouldn't have an abortion like, yeah. cake after you like no. these people who celebrate an abortion is which, sick. which again were more argument for me hating people, but continue on. The Taoists are are not pro-war well, and it's somewhat of a, a shame. You just understand something. that these are these are human beings. These aren't demons, these aren't monsters. They're human beings who they're they might like they've used mental tricks to try to make themselves feel better. They've externalized their pain and self-loathing onto others. They they need to be opposed. But they they deserve compassion. Like, I'm not saying don't kill them. I'm just saying recognize their humanity as you're impaling them. For sure. <laughs> it's not that I want to kill Lois. It's just that I don't want her to live anymore. I Well, no, well so w w communism specifically, communism will kill you and enslave you. Right. 
now, and in the end, they'll also starve to death and die too because it doesn't right. work. But they'll make sure that you're killed or enslaved before they get to that point. So, for the sake of your own life and your own freedom and everything you love and cherish, they have to be opposed and stopped. But you need to recognize that they're just people who have a different view, and they're they're just human beings trying to get that banana. And you have to oppose them. You have to defend yourself. You have to protect your life and your freedom. But you don't need to dehumanize them. You don't need to take pleasure in their suffering. You don't need to, you know, cackle with glee and rub, wring your hands as they die. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's a tragedy. It's a tragedy that rather than face their responsibilities and grow and become an adult, they chose this path, which led to their destruction. Oh, it's, it's, it's a horrible. It's waste. a horrible tragedy, and that's where if I have any sympathy, it's like and because I'm I, not to bore people, but even before I had, uh, I knew about finiteness and mortality, and that it ends, and I had a cancer scare, which made it a much more rapid, you know, thing. Hey, you got to even think about this even more, and I'm pretty convinced that uh, there is no God in the sky. Um, the afterlife is like before you were born, you weren't even around, there was nothing and you weren't sentiently aware to acknowledge the nothingness. Like it ends, which is even more macabre where it's like your sentience even ends. And this is it. This is all you get. And one, one guy I commonly reference, his name is Larry Gossett, not Lou Gossett, Larry Gossett. He was the Seattle councilman. Um, who threw a big stink about Seattle using hoses to wash off the human shit on the sidewalks <laughs> yeah. because it, it would it, trigger it, it, some... It reminded him about the civil rights movement. It, where they well, were maybe not him, but he claimed it reminded some of the elder black people in the community about the race riots and the getting getting fire hosed. And, I'm th right. and then this guy, I looked him up. He's like in his 70s. He looks great, though, by the way, for his 70s. And I can't believe that's the guy, but he's, he's in solidly in his 70s, approaching 80. And I'm like, so you're, and he was a Black Panther and all this back in the day. And I'm like, so your entire life was hating Whitey? Like, you got to this point in your mind that everything has to be about race? Um, you know, the irony with if you read feminist uh, literature, you would think they would go and maybe, I don't know, create something asexual. And it's no, it's all in right. relation or to men and the hatred of men. And I, I kind of look at these people. I'm like, guys, it ends. You're fat. Do you ever want to have sex? Do you ever want to look beautiful? Guys, it ends. Do you ever want to go to the gym? Do you want to look good naked? Like, and then not only do they waste their lives and let all that potential go away, they're absolutely mentally miserable, poor, and suffering, and just a, a nightmare of a mental existence. And so I do feel absolute tragedy, and that's their life. That was their existence in the universe, pain and suffering, and above all else, confusion. So I am so sympathetic there, but man, I I can't I can't get slapped across the face so many times and like, well, I just I will let them be. It, it, it's a uh, but it is a tragedy. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, well, my point is focus on the good. Like when I see people like, yeah, the, the people like living in the cities, the people who are uh, addicted to welfare, they're going to die. They're going to come to a very bad end. But rather than focus that rather than taking joy in that, I'm trying to help who I can and take joy in the people I'm able to help, mm -hmm. not take joy in the suffering of the people who won't be helped. Okay. So it, it's just a, it's just a, in the end, it doesn't make a difference. These people are going to die. You know, it is what it is. Uh, but I don't, it's just, 
I want to focus on the good. And, you know, I know, like, because uh, most people in your situation, if you're, like, say, fuck it, fuck all these people, you wouldn't be making content. You wouldn't be trying to help people. You would just do your thing, and you would disappear and go quiet. And you just fuck off and, and disappear, and no one ever hear from you again. Mm. That's what most people do. Most people look after their own, and then when things get tough, they just vanish. Like, pe most people don't try to... You know, like you, you climb the mountain, you achieve whatever you need, you're taken care of, you're good. Most people don't go back down the mountain to help other people climb. Most right. people just chill out on the mountain and enjoy what they work for. Uh, so you're, but you're making content, you're trying to help people, you're writing books. So you do care. I, I can see your little Grinch heart underneath all that. All your asshole I mean, consulting it, exterior. It, 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 look, I'll, I'll be, I'll be perfectly honest with you. Okay. The number one thing is boredom, okay? That's the number one incentive. It's something to do. Number two, money, because I make money. Three, it's ethical money. I, I'm, I charge for the truth. That's it. Whether people follow it or not, don't give a shit. And I truly do hate most of humanity, certainly in the West. So I'm not like, oh, the tough, grizzled exterior, but quietly donates money to the orphanage at, uh, on Christmas. That is that is not me. I, oh, I, you're, I, you're I, a big teddy bear. You know no, it. no, no. For for people who I care and love, yes. Like like okay. with if you're my friends, I mean, I'll be as loyal as a fucking dog. Uh, my nieces and nephews, I'll murder a thousand people I don't know before one hair's hurt on their head. Uh, but these are people I know and 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 love and care about. But generally for society, I'm I'm being 100 percent honest. Like I am I'm deriving joy from watching people suffer now, especially the people who uh, well, not random people, but people who uh, refer they want me dead or they want me enslaved or at least partially enslaved or blame their problems on me. Uh, but let's I mean, we, we could go around this forever, but I do want to let's finish on a positive okay. note. We'll get to some super chats if you got some time. Um, let's focus on, uh, the, the, we have made our, our olive branches to the, to the, the left, the lazy, the parasitic, the ideologues, whatever. Um, I think there's something more to it here going forward for people who are realists, who do take agency and control in their life. And especially those that have, uh, taken measures to prepare themselves for this. I mean, what you're not married, you don't have kids or anything like that, but it was really nice. Like, it's a nice day. And I'm thinking like, well, paint, paint a picture here of, you know, let's say it does collapse. You can still walk in the woods. I mean, what are you going to do here for the rest of your life? It, collapse or not, I'd imagine the path would be somewhat the same. So living, the problem is living against something. And that's what you see with a lot of these identity politics. Correct. Uh, and you, you see this in the manosphere, like you see the, the black pillar incel type of faction of the manosphere. Hmm. They don't want to live for something. They just want to live against something. They want to, they got their ax to grind to get to feminism. And look, I'm no defender of feminism, but feminism, once you go your own way, once you identify as a trans woman, once you get a doll, uh, I'm being serious though. Like I, I know you are. That's why I tune in, man. I just love well, it. But the thing is, is once you you do those three things, go your own way, get a doll, and identify as a trans woman, change your paperwork. Feminism can't hurt you anymore. You basically got all the defenses. You got the legal protections as a trans person. You got your doll, so you can't get falsely accused of anything. You're getting your sexual needs met. Uh, the problem's been solved. So now you can literally check that box, move it to the side, and then go do something with your life. 
you're not going to fix women. You're not going to defeat feminism. You can make feminist society either. Yeah. Right. But you can make it to where feminism can't hurt you anymore. And then you can then, but then the problem is you see this again, going with all these different identity groups. People don't know what to do with themselves. Like if they can solve their problem, they can do away with this hatred or warfare or identity politics. They don't know what else to do. They don't know what else to do other than live against this group, this scapegoat group that they want to blame for all their problems because they haven't thought about what do what, what do I want to do? Like if their mm-hmm. problems were solved, like you saw this with COVID lockdowns and the stimmy checks, the government literally paid people to sit on their butt for 18 months. Not only they were they getting stimmy checks, they were getting unemployment in excess of what they were making and no they rent. Working. They didn't have to pay their rent mm-hmm. and they didn't have to pay their student loans. Uh, like they were getting just thousands of dollars showered upon them and they did nothing. They did not. And you see this really acutely in the native American community where these treaties were signed in the 1800s, where the U S government promised to give these tribes all this money. And because these treaties, these tribes have been completely welfare dependent longer than the welfare state has even existed. They've been getting this welfare for generations and you look at the pitiful squalor they live in and everything is free. The government provides everything. They mm-hmm. get thousands of dollars a month for nothing. They live on the reservations where they get their, their healthcare paid for their, their education paid for everything's free. To a Pine Ridge Indian reservation. If you ever come visit, they live in pitiful squalor and you look at them like, why, how could they live in such pitiful squalor when they're living the dream? You have all your needs met. You have all this money given to you by the government. You could do anything. And instead, you're just living in pitiful squalor, getting high, raping each other, uh, getting shot by the cops. Uh, like, why? And the thing is, because people they they need to live for something. This, this is where not this is where nihilism comes in. People don't know what to live for anymore. They live to hate. They live to blame. And then when you when they when all their problems are solved, they just get fat and start doing drugs and raping each other. Because they don't have anything to live right, for. but that's see, but that's so. What does our group see, uh, pursue then? Like, I'm I'm legitimately curious. Like, let's say you got to go to Alaska. What are you going to do? You're going to read books. You're just going to chill out. You're going to go for hikes. You're going to hunt bear. Because uh, we we could talk about <clears throat> the left generally, the welfare state, all we want. But I, this is where I want to get the positive okay. aspect, yeah. where it's where it's like, well, wait, we're kind of taken care of. And as far as my thinking comes in, all all the things I enjoy in life are pretty free, like hiking. That's free. Right. Um, family, friends. That's free. Love, sex. That's sort of free. Uh, it. So what? I mean, I'm. It's almost a personal question. Like, what are you gonna do? Like when you don't have to have your nine to five job, you're off in, in whatever wilderness or I mean, what what? In other words. What should other people maybe aspire to look at to or some ideas for them? Because I think we've had way too much negativity for the past 20, 30, 40 years. Well, I think our time has kind of come now where, oh, gas prices went up whatever percent. Like, I don't care. I got my food and I have my house. I got my water. Uh, This thing, I don't care. I'm not getting married. That thing, like – it's I'm not saying it's a new utopia, but all this headache and this noise is going away. So what do we do in the aftermath? All right. So you this is the one problem with MGTOW specifically. I think maybe there might be other parts of the manosphere that offer more of a unified vision of like mm. what they think you should do. The whole point of MGTOW is to go your own way. 
So there's no one size fits all. This is what MGTOW do. You need to find your own way. Um, I have some pointers I can offer you. Like one of the things I think if you don't know what to do, um, you need to figure out what makes you happy, which isn't consumption. So you know, grab a piece of paper, write some things that make you happy. And it, but it can't be something where you're consuming something. So watching TV, video right. games, eating new car, whatever drugs, you right. know, like those things can't be on the list. Once you have and if you don't have anything, if you have no list, if all you do is consume, well, there's your problem. You're basically just living the life of a single cell, you know, bacteria amoeba. You're, right. You're right. just consuming and growing and pooping and dying like you need to you need to start living. You know, you have this mind, you have this intellect, start using it. Uh, but once you figure out something that you can do, which isn't consumption, which makes you happy, come up with a list and try to find the common element among the things that make you happy. Try to find something they have in common. And that could give you a pointer to something you can do that would make you happy and give your life meaning and purpose. But I can't tell you what that is because I'm not you. So you need to figure that out for yourself. I can tell you, I enjoy helping people. I, I enjoy making an impact on people's life. Um, and it's never been about the money for me. I, I just try to help people. And for, for whatever reason, the money's followed. So I'm not saying it'll always follow. I mean, I could get deplatformed tomorrow. Right. Um, so, but you need to find out, you need to find something to live for. And, you know, living for, and the thing is, like, you see this with people who go into retirement. They, they fish, they play golf, they go on cruises, and they get really bored really quickly. You can only play so many rounds of golf. You can only fish so much before you get bored. Because mm. ultimately, even those relaxing vacation-like activities are kind of a form of consumption. You're just, you know, you're, you're going on this cruise. You're eating this lobster. You're going golfing. You're doing things that are entertaining. But entertainment will never give your life meaning and purpose. Uh, you kind of need to find something to live for outside of yourself. Uh, and the the best thing I found is helping people. But obviously, some people can't be helped, or some people don't want your help, or or whatever. So, or your means by which you be taken away to help. I mean, you should you could be always be able to write books, but I mean, it's it just watching you. It's been a nightmare to see all the different platforms you've had to go through. Well, it's you know what though, like I'm I wouldn't trade it for anything because it's a story. I, if I were to censor myself, and a lot here's the thing, like I got the adpocalypse happened. Right as my channel hit a hundred thousand back in the day, like I was, mm -hmm. I had a hundred thousand subscribers for like a week, and then the apocalypse happened, and I immediately lost a few thousand. I was in the high nineties, and then I got hit with demonetization, this that, and now my channel is basically dead. They just updated the terms of service; they can't even view sex toys anymore. Uh, so I lose, and I have like eighty-seven thousand. I lose like a three hundred to a thousand subscribers a month. The fact that everyone hasn't unsubscribed by now is kind of shocking to me mm -hmm. the point is though is you just you you just do whatever you have to do that makes you happy and as long as you can feed yourself and as long as you're not living on the streets and sucking dicks at truck stops th then you that should be enough like you don't need I don't need to have a mansion. I don't need to drive the, the fanciest, newest car or wear the fanciest clothes. I just need enough to, mm -hmm. to survive and then to do what I love, which is helping people. Um, and I've never really, I mean, it's, it's not, it hasn't always been, you know, easy. I've had to struggle here and there, but I just always kept that in, in mind. 
And I'm, I'm genuinely, and this may sound trite, but I genuinely enjoy my life. Um, I wake up, I wake up early. I own my own business. I don't have to go to work, but I, I get up to help people. Like uh, when I do my market newsletter in the morning, I, I, you know, I want to help people. I want to, I'm excited when I hear people kind of getting it and they start yeah, like, you're proving their learning. finances too. Right. Of course. Right. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm helping people in that way. Um, and that's what motivates me. Like, so even if I won the lottery, like, and I don't even play the lottery, so I don't know how I'd win the lottery, but for some, whatever reason I, I became a millionaire and I had all the money I could ever need. And I never had to, I never had to work a day in my life. I wouldn't change anything. The only thing that would change is I wouldn't worry so much about being doxxed anymore. I basically just have fuck you money. And I, I just be like, you would dox me. I don't give a shit. In fact, I'll fucking, I'll, I'll create my own social media. Dox yourself. Right. Right. But yeah. that's the only thing that would change. I would still do what I'm doing. Even if I was a millionaire, even if I was a billionaire, because I don't, I'm living like, there's a, a story from a, a different YouTuber. He's actually writes Zen books. His name's Brad Warner. He had, he has a really good story about, cause he grew up in Ohio and there's a guy called Goulardi who apparently was like a small, he, he back in the day, they, he used to host those late night horror movie airings. Like Zanguli guy. Yeah. He's in Ohio. Okay. Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Ohio, Chicago, but he's called like Gugliardi. And it was like in the forties and fifties and sixties or something. Uh, I can't remember the exact, I, I, this isn't my story. So I'm kind of butchering it. Anyway, he went to Hollywood and he became a, he was the guy who did the voiceovers for like everything. So whenever you saw an ad for anything, it was that guy's voice. He made, he was, he became a millionaire doing voiceover work in Hollywood. And when he was an old man, who's being interviewed, and they asked him if there was anything he wanted to do. And he kind of said, you know, you know, I, I obviously I've been very successful, but I never had like a little part that I could call my own. You know, I did all this, all this voice work and I made, I was very successful in that. But I, I just always wish I was like given a small part. It didn't have to be like a leading role, but sure. you know, I just I never had that part. And now I'm too old and blah, blah, blah. It'll never happen. But that that's my one regret. And Brad Warner, who who talks about this. He says, like, but he had that when he was Gugliardi, when he was hosting late night yeah. horror movie uh, on like local television, mm-hmm. and the people in the area liked him and tuned in. He was like a local celebrity. So the the point of that story is he had what he wanted all along. He already accomplished his his uh his his one regret in life. He already accomplished it and didn't even realize it because it didn't happen the way he expected it. So you, you don't like the, basically the one, there's a couple of life hacks I'll give you or give the audience. Number one, stop watching TV. That's probably the biggest life hack ever. I was going to say, well, it's probably things not to do, but continue on with the list. Don't watch TV. I agree. Don't watch TV is a big one, but also uh, find a way to live. Like, think about like your dream life. And think about a way you could live that life in a way that isn't obvious. And oh, I, well, let me rephrase that. Uh, put aside trying to impress people. Because if you, you, if you think about it, it, like for example, this is a stupid example, but it's a, it's an example nevertheless. Let's say your dream is to travel the world. You want to travel the world. That that's going to be very expensive. You're going to have to be a multimillionaire, maybe a celebrity or a rock star, or you could uh, work on a cruise ship. You know, like you're still accomplishing your goal. You mm-hmm. you could be you could be a, a a fighter pilot, or you could you know fly a crop duster. If your goal is to fly, there's probably ways you can low key kind of 
under the radar. Yeah, you work, work at a national want. park, work at like the Sturgis rally. Yeah, there's ways to do yeah, it. Sure. Yeah, like so instead of trying to the one thing you can't do low key is impress people. Like I can't impress people with Celestina. I can't like show her off. Like, hey, look at my waifu. She's so hot. They'll be like, uh, she looks like a sex doll. Like she is a sex doll. She is. Well, <laughs> well then, yeah, I can't impress you with the fact that I bought a sex doll. You know, like that's there's I don't get any kudos. Like if you have a hot girlfriend, you could show her off to your buddies, and everyone's jealous of you. Right. Uh, but you, no one's jealous that you bought a sex doll. <laughs> Nobody. Right. So envy. give up like, trying to impress people. Right. Give up trying to impress people, and you'll find once you give up trying to impress people. Living the life you want is shockingly cheap. Mm -hmm. Like you like doing what you want and being happy in life is incredibly cheap when you put aside trying to impress people. It's shocking. And the fact that most people are miserable and poor and it's because they're, they're trying, trying to impress, impress people. people. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I, so, I, don't, I, I so stop watching TV and stop trying to impress people and live the life you want to live absent everyone else. Like, you know, those old Twilight Zone episodes where like this guy's the last man alive on Earth and his glasses break and he can't read the books and it's all right. very ironic. So right. imagine what you would do. Like, and there's a thought experiment that I've used in the past. Imagine if you had all the money you ever needed, what would you do to pass the time? Like you, you're going to live several more decades after this moment. So you have all the money you could ever need. You don't have to work. You could do anything you want. What would you do? Uh, not what would you buy? Not where would you go? What would you do to mm -hmm. fill your life with things to do? Because you have to do something every day. What are you going to do? And the thing is, is whatever you do, and actually think about this. What would you do if you didn't have to worry about money? What would you do to, if you could do anything? And then find a now. way to find a way to do it because it's probably not that hard. It's probably something you could do now. And then you'll be happy. And no matter what's going on out there, like people could be suffering and dying and blaming you for everything. Buildings and, down, and, right. Yeah. You know, that auto zone looked at me funny. It's got to go. <laughs> Target will pay for their low Target prices. Target will pay. Yes. Uh, yes. So, but that doesn't, you can, again, you can, you can uh, insulate yourself from that. Like don't live in the city, the doy. Uh, in fact, I would recommend if you have to live in a blue state, don't live in the county of a major city. Oh, get get at least a hundred miles away from that county. Well, uh, yeah, but yeah. I'm but I'm saying immediately. Like, obviously, leave, leaving a blue state is priority number one. But the problem is, if you live in the county of a major city, the the rioters will basically be able to do whatever they want because they're the voters right. of that county, and the local politicians won't do anything because they don't want to get thrown out on their. Ass. I'm aware. I'm from Minneapolis. Yeah. So you have to. But if you move to a different county where there are no major cities, even if you're in a blue state. Maybe you have to increase your commute a bit, but if you live in a red county, even California has red counties. You live in a red county, the local mayor and the local, you know, sheriffs. They're the sheriff, actually going. Well, yeah, no, they'll they'll they'll, they'll, they'll actually, fight they'll, rioters. Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll beat those rioters' asses, and so that's they'll deputize the whole town. And uh, well, if you got guns, use them. Yeah, yeah, no, they'll, they'll put a, there'll be a wall of guns around that gated community. The you point come is, across is, this bridge. Yeah. The the point is is like. A lot of the problems in the world you can mitigate, but you have, it, it almost always requires you to make some personal sacrifice. Like I tell people, you know, you need to think about leaving the country or or going off grid or doing the van life or joining a community. And they, they basically just dismiss that. Oh, that that would work for me. Crazy. Why not? 
And it's because they don't want to make any sacrifices in their lifestyle or they don't want to leave the city because it'll be too hard. And it's like, you know, you're going to die, right? Like if you can't fit not dying into your busy schedule, you know, I can't help you. (laughs) So but if you're willing to make those little bit those sacrifices, and we're we're talking about ultimately, just like when it comes to fitness and, and diet, it may hurt initially, like going to the gym hurts. Uh, mm-hmm. Not eating when you want to hurts, but you will feel better and live longer and be happier if you make those small, painful choices now. And if you do the opposite, if you make the this feels good in the moment choices, you know, you stuff your cake, you stuff your cake hole with Oreos and you eat ice cream and you skip you skip the gym because uh, you don't feel like it. Then you're going to be morbidly obese and you're going to be miserable. Then everything's going to hurt. You're going to die prematurely. Uh, no one's going to want to touch your penis. Like there's mm-hmm. just all kinds of, of bad outcomes. So just choose life, choose your happiness, live your life. Cause it's the only one you have. So like, I would say, to- I mean, really get, get your book too. Uh, the way a monkey book there's, there's a, it's a, it's a good book. It's a good book. So um, you got time for some super chats. Yeah, I will. I, I we probably already, I probably already screwed the pooch on like I, I tried. I mentally told myself I'm not going to get I, this video I, demonetized. I, I disagree already. with turd flinging monkey. Obviously, on you're the I I disavow I everything I said regularly. I listen to you regularly, but you're the podcaster I disagree with the most, and not vehemently. You're like, how dare he? It's just <laughs> I, kind disav- of I disavow myself. You I, disavow I dis- yourself. No way. This will be on bit shoot. So if you guys I cancel, uh, I cancel yeah, myself. Cancel. Holy cow! We got 800 comments. Um, like I, I like to stay on top of super chats just because I feel oh, bad yeah, when people donate money and I don't do it. Um, Sounds good. Cause don't you, don't you shut off your super chats after a while? Like, uh, no, I, I just appeal to them. I tell them, Hey guys, you know, once we get to around the six hour mark, stop donating so I can go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I love. Like regularly six hour podcasts. Uh, Donna Hannaford to Australian uh, dollars, uh, two of the old, old, Old gangsters of this space. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Dong is fun. Two bucks. Aaron, I care. Even though you're five foot nine, I do care. Thank you very much. Uh, Troy Costalecki. This is not the guy whose child slave labor makes my uh, my um, my jam. jam. Uh, for two dollars, a seven p.m. Corona Chan. Isn't it your bedtime, Cappy? Well, TFM was available, and I want to. I got guests coming in. So I had to do a podcast again. And I did want to run this past you because it, it was a very uh, heartening and, and happy podcast you did. Dung is fun. $10. If you're a minimalist, why haven't you decided to do the paperwork to be a woman? Car insurance is cheaper. And in certain areas where you live, retirement is sooner. Because I have bigger things on my mind. Uh, and I do not rely on a W-2 employment. So the advantages of me switching to um, being female is not. Yeah, if you're, if you're self-employed, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Also, just, just as a aside, uh, one this is a caveat. If you're thinking about leaving the country, I would keep my birth certificate clean. So go ahead and update your driver's license mm-hmm. and any kind of state ID to make sure you have like that F on your driver's license. But do not update your birth certificate. Keep your birth right. certificate clean. That way, if you have to leave the country, let's say you have to move to like the UAE or some Muslim country, you don't want to show up with an F on your driver's license <laughs> or they, they might throw you off the roof and, and to the song. Well, I, I don't know if it'd be fly. like that right away. You're like, Oh, it's a mistake. No, that's, that's wrong. So just, you know, keep a backup plan, have a backup plan to your backup plan. If you're thinking about immigrating, uh, going to an Asian country or a Middle Eastern country, 
make sure you keep your like if you have to update your passport fine passport and driver's license are fine but keep your birth certificate clean and then if you have to leave change your passport using your birth certificate back to your birth gender that way you don't have any kind of awkward conversations when you go to pakistan or something <laughs> right well what how about they cross that road when they get there right yeah but getting just, food just something, and something to think about remotely employable skill i think that would all be uh from iridium hydrogen two dollars hello cappy and tfm keep up the amazing work jd 20 generous british pounds the only man and junior in a team of women all either head of director or manager oh he's the only man in a, wow. in a junior of a team of women all head of director or manager 26. I feel like I aged 10 years. I had five months of work that went unchecked. Every project of mine went unsupported, finally quit never again. Yeah. Uh, generally get out of corporate America, but especially now, well, I guess corporate Britain where if they're going to award people based on traits they were born with, then the hard workers are not going to be supported, let alone recognized. It's going to be a fucking nightmare. Uh, yeah, corporations the, are already the, political the, enough. The diversity hires are the first ones to go when times get tough. And if you're the supervisor of the diversity hires, you get fired along with them. Mm. Or you could be 1099 and not worry about all this. Ben Jones, or, two bucks. Glad to know uh, TFM is still around. Cheers, my guys. Thank you, Ben. Uh, I, I'm still here. People like, uh, like sometimes I'll, when I get my YouTube channel back, I'll, Maybe I'll start uploading sex toy reviews again. And people are like, oh, where have you been? Like, I've been here the whole goddamn time. It, I, it's so sad. Do you remember the library days when you had to go to a library to look shit up? And now it's like you can't look up, you know, uh, feces flinging simian and find out um, where, what alternative platforms you might have gone to. So um, I have a website. It's called literally T.FM. T-E-E dot F-M. So T-F, you can't forget it. It's literally tee.fm and it has my podcast schedule my links to my sponsors it has fan art it has my charts it's got everything you need so if you're like to your fam, what channels t.fm <laughs> and what veritech or ver ver, ver, ver .io? oh yeah ver that's one of the sponsors well yeah because i got kicked off of spotify for unspecified hate speech so they're gonna imagine you know, like I don't, I don't I, understand. I, 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 just, I just can't imagine, man. What, can't what, imagine what, why. Is, it, is is it Celestina? Is that what it is? Is is that the bridge too far? It, here's what it is, and this is where I this is where I just accepted it, and uh, I've caught much guff. Oh, you, you da, da, da. it's like, look, I'm here to make my money and run. Uh, maybe it helps some people out along the way, but it's their platform. Fine, whatever. It's the fact you. It is like, okay, I'll I'll play by your rules. Um, you know, I'll try to talk about not even controversial, but important things. And you have to be blunt and direct about it, but yeah, I can't use certain words. It's okay. We're in second grade. All right, fine. We're in the second grade. And, um, you know, the day is coming. I'll probably get the platform. I just want to do it anymore. And then I'll go to an alternative platform and then I can really, you know, curse and swear. Cause I don't, I say what I say, but without cursing and swearing. Um, but yeah, it'll happen. But, uh, in the meantime, it's just like, okay, I'll play ball. Uh, well, oh, the, yeah. The, hmm. the Vertex is going to host the audio version now that I've been kicked off of Spotify. That's coming probably next month. They're working on it right now. Good, because I appreciate being able to download the MP3s. Uh, not a lot of cell phone reception out in all hinterlands of South Dakota. I, I've heard. I, I have a lot of truckers in my audience who like to listen to my podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And having to stream the video is a pain in the ass. So they like yeah. to download the MP3, which obviously 
video uses a lot more storage than an mm -hmm. mp3 <clears throat> yeah uh yeah oh 1985 50 generous dollars and he doesn't have anything to say uh yeah oh if that was a All mistake right. maybe maybe email um, me at assholeconsulting.com if, if that was I, I hate to take 50 bucks and not read a comment that you had uh 1985 was a good year though <clears throat> it is i enjoyed it I enjoyed Back you know, to the Future, Ronald Reagan. We had, we had, we had Muppets and cartoons, and sure, everyone was wearing. Women neon were colors. hot. Miami Vice. Well, and, uh, they weren't hot. What? They Have weren't. you seen much being a PI? Girls were hot back then. Yeah, that, well, that was like before California completely shit the bed. That was like right. that was like peak California before everything before the dark times. <laughs> Uh, top city, 10 bucks, just crossed 3000 miles on day 10 of my first recon trip, uh, headed home. I haven't taken a vacation over 10 years. So this has been a huge morale boost. Thanks for the encouragement to be ambitious. Oh, good. I, I presume top city, you bought, uh, uh, uh the reconnaissance book. Reconnaissance, yeah, man. So yeah, I, yeah, I'm glad you, you did that. We have our Polish agent in the field doing the Pacific coast, uh, hike. So he starts in Mexico, he ends in Canada. And uh, he sent some very interesting uh, pictures scrolling along here. We got the regulars. We got Ron. We got Donna. Ray John, uh, two Canadian bucks. I got a study that says gender wage gap exists. Good. You could get a study for yeah. anything. They got a study that says printing money won't cause inflation. So I have, I have a funny story about there was a study in Australia where mm -hmm. feminists had, they did it. You know, the problem with studies is you can cherry pick your data. You can get whatever outcome yeah. you want. So Do the short version of this one. Cause I know, I know where you're going with this. Well, they, they came up with a study saying that like uh, the patriarchy was discriminating its women and they needed to do gender blind hiring on resumes by removing the gender and the name. So you couldn't tell who, what gender the person was on the resume. And they did, they did a study that proved that this was true, that women were being discriminated against because they sent out identical resumes and the male resume was getting more hits than the female resume. So the country of Australia mandated gender blind hiring and fewer women were hired. So it, it proved not only that the feminist study was bullshit, but that like, all things being equal, women were less qualified than men. And the only reason why they were being hired at the levels they were was because of gender favor. Yeah. But then when the feminists realized that their the jig was up, they went back to quotas. They didn't like admit that they were full of shit and you know that there is no patriarchal oppression. They just went back to whatever benefited women when they were caught red-handed lying. So yeah, this there's studies for everything. Yeah, you know what I'm gonna enjoy about my my life going forward is <clears throat> not worrying about this shit. Like, oh, is there a wage gap? That's too bad. Yeah, I mean, like, I it, that I've, now I've clocked out of news a long time ago, but a study comes up that I know is bullshit because I know how they manipulate data sure. and methodologies. I'll be like, oh, did they prove that? You better go and get some more education and go work in corporate America. So I I can't. Yeah, I saw someone told, sent me a link to a study. It's like, oh, women are actually smarter than men. I'm like, no, they're not. They're just not like I don't even have to look at the study to know it's bullshit. I did look at the study and I looked at the methodology. And of course, they were changed the definitions and they were right, playing right. with the numbers. But it's like I don't need, I didn't even need to do that Here, to know it was lying. I'll simplify it even more. Uh, there's a repeatability crisis or a validity crisis in the social sciences, specifically psychology. They can only repeat. They take old uh studies and experiments they did in the past. They try to repeat them now and only like a third of them are right. are proven to be valid guys if all this non-physical sciences like the social sciences psychology the liberal art if all those studies 
had any veracity, would we have any of the problems we do now? And the answer is no, we would not. It's all bullshit. It's all fake. It's poppycock. So I don't really care. Uh, Glenn Lawrence, five bucks. <clears throat> they say beauty is in the eyes of the, the beholder. Whoever said that didn't have to hold her. Oh, bacon is in here. Everyone check out the goddamn bacon. Good old bacon's in the house. Uh, he's got a good podcast. If you like, you think you do long ones. He'll do an eight hour podcast just by himself. Um, Jesus. Yeah, he pee. he's he's go ahead and pee. I'll go through these super chats. No, no, I'm just saying like, I can't hold my pee for eight hours. Oh, yeah. yeah. Six hours is kind of pushing it. I've less podcasts rolling where I'm like, I got to take a shit. See you guys. I, yeah. I just, I, I don't know. I just, I care about professionalism too much. I can't just like pause my podcast and go take a shit and come back like 10 minutes later. See, you think I don't, you think I care. I don't, I don't like, I got a shit. I'll see you guys. Well, but that's, I talk about internal validation. So I don't care what people say about me, but I, I have my own internal standards. So I care about my own level of quality. Like I make the content that I would watch. And so mm-hmm. I wouldn't watch someone who did that. Uh, Donna Hannaford, our Australian female agent in the field for 50 generous Australian dollars. Kuantaha Cappy. Here's a donation to your solar panels fund. Mine have been here since 2007 return on investment of 400%. Well, that's a lot higher than what I calculated mine would be. When is the next uh, Kuant Cappy crowdfunded vasectomy going to happen? I love Terrence pop. And if it's all your fault for shilling him, uh, shilling for him when he started. Well, he's a good friend of mine and you should tune into him. Just not at my expense, Tana. I mean, stop being a whore. I mean, come on. He's from Detroit of all things. So he's uh, a good egg. He's a good guy. He's a great, you ever hang out with, oh, that's right. You've never met anyone. Um, yeah, we, yeah we, not, not, awesome. not in real life, but uh, I think I might've ran in. I don't want to like, based on the timeline, I was, uh, we were in the military at the same time. We may have ran into each other in Iraq. Really? Oh, okay. But, I don't want to go into too much detail no, that, where, no, where I was stationed or anything. Wait till you win the lottery to dox yourself. We'll have a big doxing party. Uh, that'd be a great time. Uh, Ballistacero, uh, Ballistic Zero, five bucks. And this is why I love TFM and part of the Army of 12. From now on, AA Ron is a big teddy bear donating Mudapuka. Celestina, read my chat. I uh, At one time, I care. Okay, you want to see where I did care? It was behind the housing crash that book because there I was trying to stop it and trying to prevent it and try and do good. And then when I realized that the bankers didn't care, that people who borrowed the money didn't care, the investments made did care and the government didn't care. I'm like, okay, fuck these people, you know? So uh, that was, that was well, the last just, time I cared. Here's the thing. Like right now we're since the 2008 housing crash, we've basically been propping up our economy with inflation by mm-hmm. printing money I'm not against that because, you know, I don't know if you followed like libertarian politics where they talk about like a, a fair tax or a flat. Oh, tax. it's 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 a flat tax. It's great. Yes. If you're a minimalist, it's everybody great. else is paying it. Absolutely. Right. So, yeah, you, it's a it, paying for government via inflation is at least fair. You yes. don't have the top 20 percent paying everything while the bottom 80 percent just beg for more. Everyone's paying the inflation tax. Yeah. So it's, I love, I love starting, it technically started with Bush, um, but Obama really pumped up the, 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 uh, money printer, but, uh, getting back to why I have a, a contempt for, uh, humans, like all the millennials who voted in Obama, like they could, they just wanted so much of his cum on their faces. They just, and, and they printed off their own demise because then they finally got out of college and they kind of worked around and all, uh, Oh, you can't afford houses. 
well, you shouldn't have printed off that money. Well, that, but now, you know, you can't I know, them. I know. They don't, they I don't know. teach economics in school. Not my problem. Not my problem. I don't care. I, I just, you can't I'm happy. Expect... I'm happy. Young people can't afford housing because they vote to take my money away. I'm but happy you, you, about it. You can't expect people to like, no one's born a good driver. They have to be taught how to drive. People aren't born with knowledge of economics. It's, it's an emotionally unintuitive uh, discipline that right. nobody's born with. And it's not their fault that they don't know. They don't know that they don't know. And then they're told anyone who's trying to teach them economics is a fascist. Right. Exactly. And, yeah. But, but I don't like being called better. a fascist. I don't like they, being, I don't like that. But again, they don't know better. They're, they're just, most people just assimilate the opinions of the people around them. Forgive what they them. do, father, for they not know what they do. Uh, I'm not they, the turning the cheek type. I'm not saying turn the cheek. I'm just saying like, again, just have some compassion for their humanity. Like they, they're kind of, they're kind of they kind of are victims. The thing is, is they're blaming they are, capitalism, yeah. but really, it's like it's the people who use them to get their power and their money who are now basically leaving them to dry, or they're dying because they're so old. The 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 boomers that lied to them. I mean, it, I've I've said this before, and I, I'm going to tell the millennials, I'm going to tell the Gen Zers the same thing. The reason your life is horrible is you followed the advice of socialists, your parents, yes. the media, the government, and certainly your professors. Go fucking after them. Don't fucking come after me when I told you long ass fucking time ago, 11 years now that book has been out. Don't major in stupid shit. That's not the, the title, the but problem, that's what the book is. Okay, but you know, okay, you know when like uh, when someone commits a crime, uh, they, they obviously they sue the criminal, but they also sue the business, you know, because the business has money. The Go criminal after the mostly, endowments. Absolutely. They have, they have no money. No, my point is, is the boomers who voted for all this stuff and they have no money. They spend all the money. They're on mm -hmm. fixed income. They're dependent on Social Security and Medicare. They don't have any money to take. They It's gone. So even if they blame the boomers and they recognize that the boomers caused the problem, they don't have any money to take, which is why they blame capitalism and the rich and businesses, because they're the only ones with the money. Right. And so it, it basically it's, it's just self-interest. Even if they recognize the boomers are the problem, they don't have anything to take. And so they're just in their desperation. They're just looking for some Aaron's money. Yes. I, okay. Yeah, look, I, uh, so again, we're all just hairless monkeys looking for a banana. It's that's all. Again, I'm not saying don't impale them. Right. I, I'm My just bananas saying, are, are defended by lots of guns and a pissed off guy. Recognize yes. their humanity and that they're just doing what's what anyone would do in their situation while you're impaling them. Okay. All compassion right. well, I, I don't think i'd impale them i just let them to their own demise uh dj aftershock two bucks <laughs> i knew you couldn't stay away from youtube clary i i can't it's my job osama abdul he's a regular guy can tfm talk about how much reading per week and what other modalities he has done to acquire his vast amount of intellectual acumen and truth all right well the book i'm reading right now uh i just have it right here it's uh i am that talks with sri nasargadatta maharaj and it's about Advaita Vedanta. So if you want to follow along, <laughs> you could you could check out Sri's Nasargadatta Maharaj. You could put out a reading list like your ten most influential books that you liked or you you recommend to people. I, I don't That'd have be a good I, idea. I don't have so I don't have like um, I, I I read because I'm I'm curious. Mm -hmm. So and then once I kind of have a good bead on the situation. I'm just constantly looking for stuff. So uh, I studied philosophy 
and now I'm kind of going into Zen and Advaita Vedanta uh, and, you know, that kind of stuff. So that's kind of where I am right now. It's what I'm reading right now. Mm. I don't follow, I don't read business books. I don't read books on finance or investments uh, because that's stuff I've been doing for so long. I already, I know what I'm doing. Mm. So I, I'm just, I read because I'm curious about the subject. And the, here's what's amazing. There's so many free audiobooks on YouTube. Like people just upload audiobooks and they're not taken down. They probably should be, but they're not. So mm. if, you, if you're interested in like Zen, you can get a free audiobook of uh, Zen Mind Beginner's Mind on, on YouTube. It's great. Or there's also Thich Nhat Hanh's The Art of Living, which is a, an, another excellent introductory Zen book. And it's free. Just It's on YouTube. You just watch it. I'd strongly recommend, Osama, that you read Schopenhauer. People kept recommending them, and I'm just like, it's like when your mom says, oh, you really got to see this movie, and it's like, I'm not listening to your advice. But uh, author Schopenhauer, uh, I would absolutely make that a, a must-read. Uh, DJ Aftershock, two bucks. Pete Wilson was the last good governor of California in the 90s. Uh, that's quite some time ago. Purple Mayo, five bucks. I'm so much happier as a 170-pound producer, activity producer, than I was as a 400 400- pound consumer philippines this november there you go purple he didn't waste his life he saved his life right yeah and that's and the thing is is like the first step was to take responsibility uh and i'm sure like i don't know like i'm sure if you talk to him obviously you know he just wanted to make a quick comment but when you're 600 pounds it's so easy to give up it's so easy to blame others it's so easy to just like stew and emotionally kind of, you know, just stewing your own self-loathing. And I'm sure it was a very painful, he had to accept responsibility. He had to accept all that pain of shame and guilt in order to change his life. And, but now he's lost hundreds of pounds. He's going to the Philippines. He's doing his thing, but you have to, you have to swallow that initial pain. You have to mm. accept it. You can't keep running from it. But then once you get over it, you realize it wasn't even that bad. Like all this pain and suffering you were hiding from while you ruined your life. Wasn't that bad. And then once it's behind you, you, you basically are kicking way more confident. Yeah. And you're also like, why didn't I do this years ago? I wasted so many years avoiding this thing when it wasn't even that hard. And now that it's behind you, now you're crushing it. You've lost hundreds of pounds. You're going to the Philippines. You're going to, you know, like congratulations. You, You have, you've made it. You're, he you're saved us. You saved your life, yep. literally saved your life. Because if your other life would have really, frankly, not been worth living, there was no reason to live in that pain and misery. You're just uh, a, Alex, a man trapped in a, a wall of fat. Oh yeah, that's it was horrible. Uh, Alex Petunio, our truck driving Latino agent in the field, five dollars. Definitely, I believe in the wage gap. Too bad, so sorry. Said get an actual education or trade. Just saying, um, <clears throat> there is a wage gap. And now I have right. to believe that there's a grand conspiracy after decades of being of being told not to be sexist, that we're still sexist and that labor markets are not efficient. And that's that's where I'm like, yeah, no, I, I wrote an article about that. Uh, Athamal Decule sends uh, probably what is Mexican poops, but I cannot see it. Can you see it, TFM? What no. his little icons are? Nope. No. Nope. I see a right. super sticker. <clears throat> okay. Ballistic Zero, $2. Remember, guys, they think we are not all they think oh we are not all not it, oh nazis it's a, okay it's no. a it's a joke basically if you're not a communist you're a nazi because uh-huh. you're not a communist coffee the swiss uh five bucks the monkey man is back where where'd you go where have you been where, where'd i go <laughs> I've, I've been on mig tv odyssey uh-huh. peer tube 
rumble the entire time. Oh. Like everyone just they, they got they're just YouTube or nothing. And yeah. I, I also mirror on YouTube. I, I use Halsey as my Jewish meat shield. Mm -hmm. So I, I mirror on his channel. And he's gotten strikes because of me. But yeah. he says he doesn't care. So it's fine. Uh, Channel 1800, dumb, uh, 20 generous New Zealand dollars. Love to cap Sandman, Angler, and all the Brudas. I identi identify as a tan lesbian half-wit, so now I'm swimming in the Pacific instead of my sister. Oh, okay. So uh, he has a sister that is redhead and cute and is always swimming across the Pacific to meet me. Oh, uh, I thought he was swimming in his sister like it was like an incest. <laughs> no, no. He, he's, I think he bats for the other team, though. I think he is uh, oh, one he, of our, our gay little, audience got members. Got a little sweetness in his britches. Yeah, but, le but legitimately not like, hey, everybody, look at me. I think he just likes dick. You know? Yeah, he's a, well, he's a top. They're called tops. The okay. tops are just tops are just normal gay dudes who like to have sex with dudes. The bottoms are the flamboyant, the, the, the flamboyant feather boa. Attention list. to me, right? Okay. Uh, Taboo Smash know. two bucks. TFM. Are you in Ramble or Rumble? Yeah, I think yeah, I'm, I'm on. Yeah, I'm on Rumble. I'm on Rumble, Odyssey, BitChute, PeerTube, MigTed.tv. Again, tee.fm. If you want all my links, all my sponsors, all my fan art and charts. TEE.FM, TFM. Okay. And just for everybody, uh, no more super chats because I got to, I'd like to get some dinner tonight. TFM uh, probably has to go. So I, and I don't do six hour podcasts. I don't have the lungs for it. A uh, ghost, MGTOW, two bucks, TFM. Have you read The Power of Now? No, I'm not really. So, uh, and I'm not, I'm not saying anything's wrong with this. I generally don't read contemporary books that are trying to appeal to like a mainstream audience so like shri not nasargadatta maharaj that this is a book that's like 50 years old uh you know zen mind beginner's mind is 50 years old uh the Tao Te jing is thousands of years old like i prefer to read the older direct sources rather than the ones that are regurgitated um for a contemporary audience mm -hmm. um now there i do make exceptions like i like brad warner's book brad warner he's the hardcore zen he's a youtuber but he also wrote book. He wrote like hardcore Zen, sit down and shut up. Don't be a jerk. Mm -hmm. uh, stuff like that. So I actually, I bought some of his books and they're, they're pretty good. Um, he mostly kind of like tries to uh, paraphrase Dogen, who was the Soto Zen master. But anyway, so I like some books like that, but generally these kind of pop psychology books, it's like the secret and the power oh, of yeah, the mind. Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't fucking care about that shit. Like I'd rather, I'd rather hear an actual, I'd actually, I'd rather read the words of a Zen master or someone like Nasargadatta Maharaj than some PhD, you know, psychology. Happiness shit. studies. Yeah. yeah. Writing a book well, about the, you know, the, the secrets I'd, of whatever. I'd rather go to church, honestly. I mean, give me, give me a oh good sermon before that. Yeah. Thanks for all the help. Cappy. Good show. Thanks everyone. Tune into the goddamn bacon. You can find them on YouTube. DJ aftershock five bucks, but dude, bro, you need to be a baller and have stuff and be happy, bro. Dude, bro. You're just jealous. Y'all didn't make it in your, y'all careers like me, bro. Uh, the, uh, yeah. DJ aftershock, uh, knows <clears throat> about my alma mater, the Carlson school of management, which is an incredibly shitty school. Don't send your kids there because I know none of your kids actually send themselves anywhere because all your kids are parasites. Uh, Channel 1800, dumb uh, dum for $2 again. I meant monkey laugh all loud. I'm half drunk. Uh, Moho Silver, 82, 10 bucks. Hello, monkey. And Hello. Channel 1800, dumb again for 10 New Zealand dollars. Ha, ha, 
I ain't Camp Cappy and Monkey, but TFM, come back to YouTube. Yeah, I can't. What are you? What are you? When you go on the Rogan show, I can't even. Yeah, I, I can't even review sex toys anymore on YouTube. Like <laughs> Susan does not want me. Uh, so like, would you ever? Would you ever? Like, you know what words not to say. You know what topics not to talk about. Just for pure practicality to reach a larger audience. Would you would you just like uh, uh, abide by their their policy? No, but here, no, because here's why. So, the the two ways to be successful in life is you got to do something nobody else is doing, or you got to do something better than everyone else who's doing it. That's how you make it. That's how you succeed. Uh -huh. So we already have uh, better bachelor, Sandman, Terrence Pop, yourself. We have plenty of people in the manosphere who who about who basically zip you know they don't say the gamer words and right no big it, mama Susie says. Right, right so if, if i were to censor myself i just get lost in the sea of the other red pill content creators who are trying to stay on youtube because i'd have to avoid most topics i'd have to kind of dance around the issue so we already have better bachelor we already have sandman we already have we already have plenty of channels that are trying to like walk that line to avoid getting in trouble and I would just sound like them and I would just say what they're already saying. So we don't need more Sandman. We don't need more better bachelors. We don't need more, you know, like Aaron we already Clarice. have enough people. No, no, so no. I'm doing my thing because nobody else is doing it. So, but I can't do that on YouTube because YouTube it's is true. Poop. No, it, it's YouTube true. I mean, the there's, poop. there's a piece of me that would love to do just a, a full out balls and cursing, you know, joke show where I could just, you know, just be out of out of grade school and be out in public but it's, it's all right this is the cussing it's just about offending people with the truth right right but there are also buzzwords that will get you you know so uh django geek 10 bucks the world uses 100 million barrels of oil per day but can only produce 93 million without saudi arabia which gives the saudis a monopoly or the bakken oil field but we don't want to bother with that Whoever replaces them will also be a price setter. No real solution. Yeah, there is. It's called open up the Bakken oil, but that's not going to happen because too many liberal white women in the suburbs named Kara would be offended. Well, as we're drilling for oil right now, just on that subject, we, you know, we're, we're not taking in any Russian oil. We're embargoing and we're trying to get Europe to ban Russian oil as suicidal as that is. And we're, we're de completely dependent on the Middle East because we're not drilling for oil. We're not expanding our own domestic supply. Mm -hmm. Um, and now that we've cut Russia off, we're completely dependent on the Middle East. There are food riots in the Middle East. There is already terrorism. There's already civil unrest in the Middle East right now. And it's only going to get worse. It's only May. Like spring, summer is, is just starting. Like uh, I just saw a report. <clears throat> the world has about 150 days of wheat left. And then there's no more wheat. All the wheat is gone. And we are sans wheat. <clears throat> it's too and bad. So, I got my food. I'm happy. But oh, go well, on. Go on about other people's problems. You're, well, this we are dependent on the Middle East for our energy because we won't drill for our own oil. Mm -hmm. um, and sometime probably in the middle to late summer, possibly early fall, we're going to have Arab Spring 2.0. And there's going to be riot. There's not riots are going to be the least of people's concerns. There's going to be full on civil war and governments being overthrown. And you can kiss your energy exports goodbye. Like people are not going to be filling up their their oil tankers to send it to Europe or America when they're getting shot at. Right. So we're going to have bone crushing inflation. 
Uh, and, you know, it's not necessarily the Fed's fault. Like, it ultimately did be start with the money printing. But the war in Ukraine and the sanctions and the dependence on the Middle East and the food shortages and the famine, it's just going to snowball. And it's going to get so bad. Right, well, let's not let's not worry about that for now, because I got to get going here. Uh, Donna Hannaford, five bucks. Um, <clears throat> Pete, you refuse to invite <laughs> the gatherings. Channel is really good. Another one you showed for Cappy. Yeah, you ever tune into Pete? I don't like Pete from Disney. Like no, no, the, Pete, the guy you refuse to invite to social gatherings. YouTube channel. Oh, I don't watch YouTube anymore. Oh, oh I you don't watch it? Okay, that's fine. I, that's well, fine. I, I don't see it. Like I watch YouTube for. Again, I'm I'm driven by curiosity. I'll watch YouTube for whatever topic I'm interested in. But when it comes to like red pill, social commentary, I, I already got that covered. So I don't need to like watch other people talk about what I talk about. So uh, no, no offense. Like I don't watch. Well, that's fine. I mean, you're not offending me. It's just all right. So, uh, where where can people find you? Bitch, it would be one thing, but uh, t.fm. Yeah, tee.fm is the website that has all my links and everything. But I'm on I'm on MIGTA.tv, I'm on BitChute, I'm on Odyssey, I'm on PureTube, I'm on Rumble, I'm on Locals, I'm on uh, I'm on paypig.org, which is Dick Masterson's Mastodon Instance. The Dick Show, yes. Yeah. So if, if you know who Dick Masterson is, he's like pre, he's like proto Manosphere, like before the Manosphere was a thing. There was there was Tom Likas and there was Dick Masterson. Mm -hmm. So he has his own Mastodon instance, which is like a Twitter alternative called paypig.org. And so I'm on that. And I, so like you can find me. I also have my own um, matrix.org server. So, which is like an alternative to discord. Cause I was banned from discord. How about, how about this? We could just say search for monkey and you'll find to, them. Go to tee.fm. That has all my links. There you, go. Make, you can't, it's t.fm. You can't forget it. Right. So, and then get your, get your book uh the way of monkey book i really enjoyed that one that's available on amazon thank you yeah i'm proud of that the, the art's really good I'm, the really art is good no art. i i got i got the it, it is a good book and then finally for you guys tuning in if you're over from tfm's uh neck of the world uh i'd recommend getting the book of numbers analyzing the roi and the pursuit of women that's my book and also my most recent one the menu life without the opposite sex that's it and we'll see you guys later and toodles